Welcome back to another edition of the NFL Unwrapped Live Podcast. This is your host, Alex, joined by co-host Christian and special guest this week. We got Unwrapped Family, Michael Lawson, MD Lawson 00 on Twitter. How are you doing, man? Doing wonderful. Thank you for letting me take time out of your show to let me uh, join with you guys. Yes, my God. Very, I, I definitely, I definitely am a huge fan of you when you're on your streams, man. Very well spoken. Definitely check out his uh, latest stream where he interviewed future Kentucky quarterback. If you can just help me with his name. Uh, if you say quarterback, that's totally wrong. He's uh, offensive line. It's a uh, Jagger line. Burton. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. That's why I'm here uh, to correct you. Uh, you. Jagger, <laughs> Jagger Burton. He's a four-star recruit uh, from two four seven or twenty four seven sports. He's ranked, I think, 94. He's our, like, sixth topped UK recruit ever. So, uh, awesome guy. Really check it out. I was really amazed just by the way he he held himself in an interview. Uh, he didn't have his camera on. On his computer, it's messed up, so we just got uh, audio from him. But, yeah, man, the way he answered the questions and just showed really his smarts. After me and Connie uh, got off the stream with him, we still had him in our little uh, software here. And uh, we're like, man – I just got to ask a quick question. What is your GPA? And he says 3.8. It's like, okay, it totally makes sense. Like you are a smart guy that got your head on your shoulders. Like all of his answers were above and beyond. It was really great just listening to him and thinking we got in with UK. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kentucky is looking uh, a little dangerous this year with uh, – Yes, sir. What's that? What, is it Boss Man Fat or whatever, uh, the corner that has like a mixtape or something? It's a really cool story. You know, yes. Yes, that's it. Um, you should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Christian, I see you uh, got a little wine action going on. How are you? T- how are you this week, man? I'm good. I called in a little care package because uh, it's Championship Wednesday. We parlayed it with uh, Victory Tuesday by the Ramley right here, taking care of business, and then the Dodgers Ramley. taking care uh, of business yesterday. Yeah, brand at trade market. It's happening. We're, we're we're a whole collective now. We're not like the terrible towel bandwagon oh, um, God, who's recruiting people left and right. They're like the door to door Latter Day Saints trying to get you to join. Uh, this thing. Alex is out here recruiting because I hear their numbers are starting to thin out. They're starting no, get to realize the hell out of here, Chris. Over. Yeah, here we go. They're trying to make oh. Chase Claypool thing. So, um, oh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing great. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, no, but I'm doing great, man. I love to be here. God is great, and it has been a great week. So I'm very happy to hop on uh, and share in this positivity with y'all. Let's get it going. All right. And then real quick, uh, Connie said, A, my favorite people. Crossover. And Alex. By the way, I am, sh- I, am on, I am on Blitz Boys on Monday, which is at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Unwrapped Sports Network live um live scheduling go ahead and check me out as uh josh linares former guest here on the show and uh myself go at it with connie chats uh real quick before we get started huge shout out to rx hemp uh, go to rxhemp.com use our code rxhemp-usn to get 10 percent off your entire order any questions on the products you need please 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 send me a dm i'm glad to help you use this product i love it check it out also, huge shout out to uh, MyBoogie.ag, our scambling partnership. Go ahead and take advantage. They currently have a super contest going for $1 for weeks 8 through 11, where you pick five spreads a week with an opportunity to win $10,000. So take advantage of that. It's only a mm. dollar, and you can do it up to 10 times. So give yourself all those chances. Look, Christian's aroused. It's going to be a good time. Definitely check out that super contest uh, and use our code. 
<laughs> USN 100. Uh, and then Connie chimes in. I got a big Monday announcement coming tomorrow. Ooh, man. Yes, gender yes, reveal. It's, yeah, it's a gender reveal. Yeah, he's, 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 he's going to uh, announce Ooh. what gender that one hair he's going to grow on his chin is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Con, if Connie, Connie's in the chat. No, no, Connie, I love you too. But him, we have this like smoke for each other, but it's 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 all love. Oh, here he comes. Oh, it's actually his OnlyFans. Yes. Yeah, that's how he's gonna drop be supporting. It dropped the link. But uh let's just get right into it. Week seven in the NFL, we got treated to a interesting Thursday night football match of the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants 22-21. Definitely a game that I was very surprised because, I mean, the Eagles had Ertz out. I mean, literally their whole team is out. It's the same story as it was last year. Somehow they were able to get back into it with a drop, unfortunately, by Evan Ingram with a ball that was a little out of there. Um, and rough game, but uh, shout out to everybody who had the giant spread, you brave souls. Um, Mike, what were your thoughts on this uh, Thursday night matchup? Well, uh, we actually did come on and talk about it with Ben, who it's his first time I actually seen him on here. He did a good job of hosting our little show that we did. Uh, we got a little, me and Connie was on there, we got a little off subject quite a bit. And Ben, being a young guy, did a great job reeling us back in to trying to stay on the recap. But uh, the Giants looked pitiful, and the Philadelphia Eagles just looked a little less pitiful-er if that's a word. So, I mean, it was awful. It really looked like a high school football game. It looked like whoever could win was going to be the team that just could not lose. Uh, I will say Wentz threw a perfect pass for uh, uh, Boston there at the end over the shoulder catch on uh, with the running back, Boston Scott, I think. Uh, it was a dime and a half, that's for sure. But, you know, I look back and I think I can't really praise that pass too much because – I see that already over there. Alex, why'd you have to click on that? Golly, went for MVP. Beat another dead horse, man. Come on. But anyways. Uh, Connie's going to die on it. that hill. He really is. Like, before the throw, I think it was third and goal, and uh, Giants had a penalty, caused them to get a first down, automatically replay on or reset it down. And the very next play, you're like, okay, they're just going to run it in because it's on the one-yard line. And the Philadelphia Eagles had a face mask on the offensive line, so it moved them back 15 yards from the one-yard line. You're thinking, this is exactly how this horrible East is going, which I'm a Cowboys fan, recently converted to a Steelers. Don't hate me, people. So, I mean, the very next play was the dime. So I look back and I think, man, it was just like a high school, so many penalties. It just looked pathetic. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. It's a great pass, but it looked like the team was just trying to not lose. That's really it. Christian? So uh, I'll have to admit, I went into the movie theater for the first time, obviously, since COVID started. Drove 50 minutes basically to Alex's neighborhood and saw a movie, didn't hit him up, went home, had a great night. Um, but right when I got All to right. the movie theater, the uh, the Giants had just went up 21 to 10. You know, it was one of those things where I had a bet on the game. I had uh, teased the spread and the under. So I was like, shit, that's going to lose. I had Carson Wentz and he had like four points. I was like, shit, I'm going to lose in fantasy. And then one of those miraculous fantasy events where I put my phone in my pocket and I completely disconnect for two hours and I watch a movie and I turn my phone on at the end of the game to see 22 to 21. Carson Wentz somehow has 27 fantasy points and they win the game. That's what's going to happen when the Giants are as much of a dumpster fire as they are right now. You could say it's Jason Garrett from the Cowboys, but I think that's just Cowboys slander trying to make 
Dak's shortcomings and Jerry Jones' drafting shortcomings a reality. I think that the Giants are just so depleted that, you know, you could have um, you can have Andy Reid over there calling the plays. You're really not going to get that much more out of the unit that you have. Maybe Evan Ingram gets involved um, somehow more if Andy Reid is there. But, you know, that division is just abysmal. Uh, what Connie said, though, uh, is true. They are getting some offensive line help back. Rieger's back. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, probably not this week, but the week after. Looks like he could be a contender to play as well. So um, you can't – okay, you can, you can have the Carson Wentz slander, but you have to realize, too, that their offensive line, their wide receiver core is completely decimated. And he's still out there doing what he can. He's running for his effing life, and he's not a quarterback that necessarily has the athletic prowess to get out of the pocket and release. He can do that, but he's not a Lamar. He's not a Kyler, one of those guys who can really evade pressure. But he's doing it, and he's going out there and making plays. So, you know, I think the Eagles are going to be the team that goes to the playoffs out of this division. Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys need a tank and get draft capital, try to figure it out again next year. I hope the Cowboys clean house, try to go on their hands and knees to Lincoln Riley and say, I know you hate Spencer Rattler. Please come and coach um, for the Dallas Cowboys, please. So, uh, <laughs> Or get Alex. Alex, I think, is the, uh, the complete package cornerback wide receiver, offensive uh, passing game specialist, editing skills too. He can run their media department. Um, but yeah, that, that division's a dumpster fire, but I at least am happy that the uh, Eagles are going to get some people back and make this competitive again. Yeah, no, definitely. Alex, did you even play football in high school? I did. Barely. <laughs> oh, Christian. Hey, I, I, I'm just waiting for, 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 uh, uh, people to, to, you know, things to get better. We can have a little, uh, you know, pickup game, show Christian my, my hands and my, 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 uh, my old cuts. Hey, even though I was a D1 lineman, man, we can play basketball. We can do whatever. And I'm going to give you that sauce. I was deceptively fast. I got oily hips. You don't you don't want none of this work. I'm going to Travis Kelsey you. Oily hips. Stay tuned for Christian, Christian's uh, OnlyFans with the oily hips. Uh, oh, I've, I've had an OnlyFans, bro. That was my quarantine bag. Get out of here. Easy. <laughs> Next Easy. game, Sunday football. <laughs> we have – you know what? Hold on. Let me post this. Let me put this on the screen real quick. The man, the myth, the legend, Ben Roethlisberger, and the Steelers going against the Titans. A phenomenal victory for the new fan and me, myself, as well. 27-24. Uh, it, was, it was a heck of a – it was a, an interesting game. Steelers definitely took, uh, you know, the first half. But, like, they were commanding it. Big Ben got into his old turnover bag and damn near gave the, the game back to them. But, you know, thankfully, um, Gostowski uh, is just – Going through it, you know, there's a, you know, there's a reason Bill Belichick let him go. You know, I, I, I do believe he, he, he can see things that, you know, us mere mortals can't see. Uh, but for this game, I was just very impressed with the offense. James Conner was running the ball well. Uh, you know, there was a lot made of Juju Smith-Schuster not being involved in the weeks before. This week, it was his turn, and Claypool kind of got left out. But that's just kind of the the weapons we have. You know, we don't necessarily have, like, a number one alpha besides maybe Deontay Johnson. But I don't know if I would throw him in that conversation just yet. We just have a group of receivers that can contribute. And Big Ben is just putting them in a position to – to be successful but uh overall great victory uh very close game the titans uh, nearly came back so you know congrats to them but uh very enjoyable victory christian what were your thoughts on this game uh i was definitely wrong you know i thought that your uh i thought that your steelers were gonna or both your steelers i guess now that's right <laughs> that's right hey uh, it's got a hammy hey, in it hey. 
Hey, it's okay. You're a Cowboys fan. I know how it goes, switching and out, whatever team you want. It's all good. Um, but the Titans, man. This is the first uh, time I've ever done this. I like the Reds. I am a Cincinnati Reds fan. All right, all right. I'll give you a, I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. Thank you. Thank um, but I will say though, I think the Titans. Um, you know, I'm a offensive line homer. That's kind of my lifeblood. You know, I think the Titans are really missing Taylor DeWan. Taylor DeWan is, in my opinion, t- tier one offensive lineman currently in the NFL. Him tearing that ACL or his MCL, just that knee injury in general, having him out for the year, I think is really going to affect this the Titans going forward. You already have Dennis, Kel- uh, you already have Kelly at one of your offensive linemen. He was basically Conklin's backup last year, and he's already on the offensive line because Conklin is now uh, with the Cleveland Browns. And Taylor DeWan being out. You now have a backup at left tackle as well. So, you know, I think that made the difference in the game, but definitely the first half woes trying to get out of that hole. Ryan Tannehill, I know Perry has says Ryan Tannehill should be in your MVP conversation. I don't think that's necessarily true yet, um, but I think there is something to be said about a quarterback running back tandem where they both kind of play uh, in unison in the sense that Derrick Henry keeps them ahead of the head of the sticks. Ryan Tannehill limits mistakes and really controls the time of possession. And it's just something that kind of works for them. So getting down in a hole like that kind of goes against their entire game plan. So I think it was cool to see them kind of get close there at the end uh, and make it a ball game. But, you know, I think the Titans signing Clowney really wasn't it to fix their pass rush. Offensive line's a little bit depleted. So I don't think they're quite going to be a Super Bowl contender just yet. Um, but I think they're a team that's going to stay there with and hang with the best of them no matter what. Your Steelers – I got to get props. Y'all are y'all are nice right now. Um, I, obviously, you have some injuries on the offensive line. You have Banner, um, who was a boss and really was working himself into that that starting offensive line role. Um, so missing him, you know, not the not the biggest loss, but you know, Big Ben looks nice. It's uh, <laughs> just not smart play calling. Um, I'm not even gonna talk about Corey right now. We're focusing on me. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, last thing I have to say is, Alex, you've used that meme more than Big Ben has used RX hemp cream on his injury this year because it. it I see every day your Twitter in the group chat. You're just not every big, day. No, no, stop, anymore. stop. <laughs> I see that in my sleep. You post it so often. I wake up and take my morning shit, and it just like it's like a heat flash and just hits my brain because you post it that often. Um, but congrats to you guys again. Great win. Not saying you guys are the number one team in the NFL, but definitely top three. You guys have earned the right to say that you're in that conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Michael, what did you think about, about that matchup? Well, uh, as dedicated as a fan that I am, I absolutely <laughs> love that my Steelers won. You know, I've been through the thick and thin with them. Um, right. Week four and five. You know, so far, since I've been a fan, we have not lost a game. So we're one and zero since I've been a fan. So I mean, that's that's great to have. But uh, you know, looking back through some of the stats there, it is wonderful to see how the Steelers jumped out on a big lead. I do hesitate a little bit how the Tennessee did fight back, and it's great play by them. Now, hearing that Tannehill should be in the MVP, I think that is the worst news I've ever heard come out of Alex's mouth. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say Tannehill is a bad quarterback, but I agree with what you said there, Christian, that he just doesn't make the mistakes. Like, I mean, he only comp- completed 18 passes, even though he threw 30 attempts. So 220 yards, two touchdowns, two sack twice, but no interceptions. So I, to think yeah, – exactly, exactly. Let's just stay on the Steelers. My Benny Snell got a touchdown, so that super excites me. Anytime anybody that's from Kentucky does anything in the NFL, I'm super stoked about that. So that's why I'm on this bandwagon that is 
driven by like a Hemi or something. It's not by horses on this bandwagon. We're just going full throttle 100% on it now. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited on this. I do think – I know we'll get into it later, but I do think the matchup for Steelers next week will be a little bit more interesting than this. Uh, I think Tennessee – We'll recover real quick on this, to be honest with you. Tennessee, they're kind of guy or kind of team once they get the lead that it's just easy coast with them, run Henry like crazy, even though they still kind of stay true to that. And Tannehill made the plays that he needed to make. So kudos to Steelers and that defense. Yes, which you know, PS personal note, real quick. Lakers, Dodgers, champions, and my Steelers are undefeated. This is fandom heaven. Next game, Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons. The Lions pull off a last-minute victory, 23-22. The Falcons continue to just blow these fourth-quarter leads. That Todd Gurley run where he realized that he needed to not score, that was brutal to watch. That photo is going to be memed forever. That was a brutal play. Uh, kudos to the Lions on staying up in this game. But this Falcons team just – oh, man, it's just – there's uh, – I really hope to get a coach that can get the best out of these players because they have some good weapons on this team. Just sucks that, you know, they just have these moments where they just let it all slip away. Uh, very brutal loss there by the Falcons. Um, Michael, what were your thoughts on this game? It's just more or less the thoughts on the whole season for the Falcons. I feel so sorry for them. And really, you think of Detroit, they always in years past find a way to lose. Uh, kind of like the Bengals of one of my other teams that I just don't break about verbally too much. But uh, I'm happy that they were able to come out with a win on this. I actually love Stafford as a quarterback. I feel like he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks out there. Bang it, bash me if you want to. Just don't call me crossover. But uh, Falcons, it, it's just a straight – I mean, it's just – it's this is our season. This is the best way that they could have lost right here. Anything that you could have done. I mean, how many times does a team score a touchdown and that was the bad thing to happen? You know, and, and they made it happen. He tried to fall two yards out and still stumbled into the end zone. Like, I mean, he was going through the line hard, full throttle, and hit, bounced off two guys. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go down. Oh, snap, I'm already there, and falls into the end zone. But I love the Falcons team as far as the offense. They've gotten the weapons like Galore. Uh, Ridley is killing it for my fantasy team week in, week out. Gurley is finally looking somewhat back to his old self after we don't know what happened with the Rams there with his knee. We never really got all the information. So I'm happy that he's playing well. How do you keep the morale up if you're Falcons? If you're a Falcon fan, if you're a Falcon player, like, I mean, you, you since the Super Bowl, poor guys. But, I mean, they jump off on all these teams so early and they have the lead in the fourth quarter. I think it showed a stat. And I can't remember it word for word, but it's like – they had a 22-point lead with, like, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They had a 20-point lead with, like, a minute 40 to go in the fourth quarter, and then this happened. You stumbled into the end zone. So I think the Falcons are just a change away from being somewhat good. I do agree with – let me put this here uh, – with the sell, sell, sell. I mean, there's got to be a chance, and this is what I think is wrong with Dallas Cowboys, and I know we'll get into that. We are predicted to be good every year or every game, but yet we've got to realize at some point, hey, maybe we need to take that off. Maybe we aren't that good and need, need slapped in the face. So that's just my thing. I don't want to say that the Lions were good because the Lions always find a way to lose, but this is kind of like the Giants and, and the Eagles game. Somebody had to lose, and the Falcons just found the best way to lose. What are your thoughts, Christian? Uh, my man, TG3. Like you said, the most 
backwards way to win slash lose a game. You know, you got to stop yourself from scoring a touchdown. It reminds me of that Super Bowl, if I remember correctly, with the Patriots and the Giants, where the Giants were trying to not score then right right at the end. They were trying to milk the clock uh, to not give uh, the Patriots the ball back. So that was what I had thought when I first saw that. But like you said, two shitty teams, one had to win. The Falcons, I think, you know, go get offensive coordinator from the Chiefs, make a couple moves on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they're a playoff contender, if not, you know, one real good player, pass rusher on the defensive side of the ball for being a Super Bowl contender. I still have faith in Matt Ryan. I don't think that's my bias from Dynasty showing. I really believe that he has enough juice with all the weapons around him. Getting Hayden Hurst was such a great idea. He was being criminally underused with the Ravens and Mark Andrews just happened to be like the Kirk Cousins in the draft where the guy you drafted later ended up being better than your first guy. Um, but yeah, Falcons need to make some moves. They need to suck and, you know, get a new regime in there next year. Good thing is they, they have a lot of their draft capital that's still in-house. So they'll be able to uh, maneuver around and get some people. Uh, Detroit, man, what was their plan with on Johnson? Like last year, he was one of the hotter fantasy targets to pick up before the season started. Um, and now they're just, they're using Adrian Peterson of all teams. Let's talk about real playoff contending lines. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the same way as you do, uh, Lawson about Stafford. I think he's one of the more underrated players. Mm-hmm. I've had him as a dark horse MVP in the past when he was basically willing their team to a, a playoff contention, oh, yeah. basically every game. Um, but same thing. I think Matt Patricia needs to go new regime, get some draft capital, uh, and just try to focus on the future. They need an offensive minded head coach, so they can't keep going defense i really think obviously i'm younger and i like the more younger minded head coaches but you know i think with the talent they have right now you get a a offensive minded head coach you get a defensive minded uh former head coach who probably just got fired from a job get him as your dc and i think that's the perfect mixture for the lions to actually be a playoff contender uh in Corey's eyes Yes. Sorry about that. Next game. <laughs> well, since you hesitated, yeah, I think so. He's obviously over there on his Twitter saying, "What's going on here, guys?" But uh, I just think you know, <laughs> and I, I hear Corey badmouthing the Falcons, but really, we have to give them somewhat credit. I mean, they're scoring at will on offense. I mean, if they had one star or superstar on that defensive side. I mean, do we not think that they could be a good playoff contender next year? I'm not saying this year. I'm just saying next year. If they get a great pick this year, I mean, they could turn it right around real easy. Stop. I mean, they just got <laughs> – oh, man. Next game, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, 37-34 victory. Uh, you know, with Baker Mayfield's start, he he had a rough start. First five, out of his first five passes, they didn't complete any of them. Well, technically, he did complete two of them, but to the wrong team. And then he came <laughs> back and finished the game with five touchdowns, uh, which, you know, a lot of credit to Baker Mayfield. He's been kind of scrutinized with the way he uh, played in the Pittsburgh game. It was a big marquee matchup. And then, you know, this game looked like it was going to get out of hand too. So uh, kudos to the Browns for holding on to this one. But for the Bengals, Joe Burrow has very much impressed me this season. Uh, he's shown the ability to air it out. You know, he could have won this game, but, you know, obviously being the first overall pick, you know, you're not really being put around a talented roster. So uh, this is all this is really showing is, you know, what the potential could be with this team if they uh, continue to draft well and add, you know, players in the offseason. Uh, but, yeah, for the Browns, I mean, 
kudos to them. They're they're a five and two team, but after last week, the way the feeling around the NFL, I didn't really feel like they were that confident uh, four and two team that they uh, were when they walked in at four and one against the Steelers. Christian, what were your thoughts on this Browns Bengals matchup? Man, I'm over Baker Mayfield. Two of those wins were very slight victories versus the Bengals. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the last game they played went to overtime, did it not? So. I hate seeing the Baker doing the dances in the locker room. Like they have nothing to be happy about. They just lost Odell Beckham Jr. on some fluke shit. I understand. I've seen the spreadsheets. He doesn't play as good with Odell Beckham Jr. But don't think for a second that they're a better team losing a player of that caliber. You know, I feel for them. I still think they're in football purgatory. They might actually beat enough shitty teams to make the playoffs this year, but they're nowhere near the Steelers. They're nowhere near the Ravens. You saw that when they played the Ravens was it week one or two, 38 to seven. They just got their shit pushed in. Um, and now the Ravens have someone like Yannick Ngakwe as well. Um, the Bengals just traded Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks. So <clears throat> Cincinnati, they're a number one pick team for a reason. They're super shitty. I think the Bengals should walk away from that game somewhat encouraged that they can hang in with a team that has, a, in my opinion, a, a defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett. Um, you know, Odell, Jarvis Landry, uh, tight end, offensive line, one running back, usually two. So um, – Baker made throws in the pocket this game, which was nice. I mean, great. There was no real substantial pass rush on the opposite side of the ball. No real defensive lockdown to really rave about. So, I mean, I could probably stay in that pocket and take a math test because of how shitty the defense is. Um, But, you know, nothing really to say with this game. Congrats to the Browns. But Baker's – like, I think, Alex, you posted that cycle. Baker thinks he's the underdog. Baker talks some shit. Baker plays well. And then it's like this, like, constant circle. In a couple of weeks, he'll be mid again, then he'll have one good game, and it's just going to be this vicious cycle until they trade for Aaron Donald in the end of the season. Or sorry, trade for Sam Darnold in the end of the season. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Michael? Well, I'll be honest. I was a fan for just a tad bit after this game. I was looking at my phone, seeing the Bengals was up, and so much time was left, and all of a sudden I got a notification that the Browns won, and I was stoked to, to see this finish out happen. But then as the day went on, 24 hours set in, and I look back and I think, Okay, the Browns with this off awesome uh, talent on the offensive side it just had a last-second touchdown to beat the Bengals. I feel like we're on cloud nine with them and thinking that they were going to be awesome. And then, and then I kind of thought, wait a second, let me get back down to back down up my feet on the ground and see that it was 34-37 Browns against the Bengals. So again, I kind of feel like this is the Chicago Bears. The the Browns are, you know, the, the record looks great but their team is not. So I yeah. just think it's it's kind of like what Christian said. It, they've they've had a weaker schedule of who they've been playing. Uh, I, I do think it's nice to see Hunt have over 100 yards from scrimmage and and to hear that Baker Mayfield uh, threw his first pass that were incomplete, so he only incompleted one pass after that. That sounds amazing. But the Bengals are not really a great team. So, yes, toot the horn a little bit, but don't just blow it for more than five seconds and get off of it. That's just yeah. me. No, I, I definitely think that the Browns should take this as like, all right, let's be thankful we got out of this with a victory. We we damn near lost this game. Let's mm-hmm. build off this. Let's try to get Baker in a position where he can make these throws that he made this past week. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I with I've been very impressed with the Browns. I I think that that focusing on the run game and opening it opening it up for Baker as opposed to the opposite, which what they try to do before, is far better for their quarterback. Just run with that. Like I, I don't think it's. I wouldn't say it's time to, to to even get 
close to the thought of pulling Baker. I mean, look, you guys are five. They're five and two. You know, they, they've figured out a way to to get some some hard fought victories. Haven't haven't been able to beat their big brother up uh, in the in the north yet. But you know, tough matchup there. And then next game, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, 27-24 New Orleans victory. Uh, it was a tough game for Mike Davis, which I know a lot of people were huge fans of, especially in fantasy, because he came in yeah. super clutch and was just tearing it up. Uh, rough game for him, so uh, I'm hoping that kind of calms down the the McCaffrey hate squad that has kind of popped up on Twitter now. That you know, get rid of him. You can, he's not he's not needed now. You know, it's uh, oh, here comes Corey showing love to to the Saints, who I know he was very high on uh, in the season. Which, by the way, on bets on rap, Corey, I did have the Bucks winning the division, and it's looking like that now. But we'll talk about that in in that podcast. Um, <laughs> Kamara is the best. You know, Kamara's phenomenal. Uh, but I want to give a lot of credit to Drew Brees. I know I've been kind of uh, publicly hard on him uh, on these streams because, you know, we just expect so much an elite performance from him that like when he kind of has kind of come down a little bit, uh, it's kind of easy to pick on, but you know, he didn't really have any weapons in terms of receivers. He didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Mike Thomas can't stop uh, beefing with anybody who even like smirks at him and slam boy. Wait a second. Hold up. Why are we dropping a Rocky top here? Uh, Corey, I know, I know Camara went to Tennessee, but come on, man. Kentucky's oh, always cool. on the top. Oh, Come Corey, on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, you're disrespecting my fellow steal my fellow Steeler fan. That's right. Uh, oh yeah, Corey's uh, boy Deontay Harris, five eight beast. No, I mean, but I definitely give credit to the Saints offense for being able to make up on the passing game without their two top receivers. Uh, for the Panthers, this is this is a game you had to win. You know, the the Saints offense was definitely going to be, um, you know, without their best weapons and you know you have dj moore who has been exploding and you know has been seeing what christian's been saying on these streams and wanted to show him up this last couple of weeks and you know phenomenal play by that receiving core and they just fell short uh these are the losses that are like they'll look back when they're recapping the season and be like you know what could have been uh christian what were your thoughts on this uh panther saints game you know i think the panthers i don't think teddy bridgewater should be uh, to blame. I think they're missing potentially like a Luke Keekly type player on the defense where, you know, they kind of need that general on the other side of the ball to, to counteract that, that ball control, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson type, uh, type offense. And, you know, anyone who says Mike Davis should be the one to stay and Christian McCaffrey should go is just, you know, they're, they're disillusioned. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. He looks like the number one running back in football before the high ankle sprain. He is on target with his timetable for recovery. I would pray that he doesn't play this week and they, they kind of move him to the following week because they have the Thursday game. So they'll get additional rest going into week nine. I am a Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner in my redraft. So I say that they shouldn't play him begrudgingly because I could definitely use him right now uh, in my league. But, you know, I'm very happy with the Panthers. I think Matt Rule, Joe Brady experiment is working. I'm actually more scared that Joe Brady probably gets a head coaching offer and they never really see this thing through. Uh, in Carolina. Now the Saints, I've said it for a while now, they need to get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands with Michael Thomas out um, and other players out. It makes it kind of hard for him uh, to not have that be the case. But, um, you know, whether it's subbing in Jameis Winston for a tug or two, subbing in Taysom Hill for a trick play, they just need to find a way to get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands because it's very apparent that late in the game and also when the ball needs to get pressed down the field, he just does not have the arm strength to do it. 
I don't think the Saints are a Super Bowl contender this year. I think they're Super Bowl pretender. Um, and, you know, I think the Bucks are the team now with Antonio Brown poised to really make a run at a Super Bowl in that division. Michael? You know, I, I just – I'm so happy that Bridgewater did have a good game against uh, the Saints on this. I'm looking back at his stats, 23-28 for 254 yards, average 11 yards past. And actually, now that I say that, I almost feel bad to what I was going to say. Drew Brees, he doesn't have the arm. I think he hasn't completed or attempted a pass for like 40 yards or more in like five years. And then I look here, his average was 9.9 yards, and I was going to complain that he just doesn't have the arm strength anymore. That's We've said it for many shows, to be honest with you. But then in Bridgewater, his average attempt is 11 yards. But – uh, with that saying, yeah, a breeze. You can tell when you watch the games that his strength, I think, is falling back just a little bit. And I kind of just want to piggyback on the Christian there that even though they don't have their their whole core at the wide receiver, you know, you do need to get the ball out of his hands more. And do they think he will be the the future quarterback on this team? I hope not. I mean, he's a great athletic athlete, but I don't think you could be a quarterback style offense in this in this scheme. But Breeze is a great – he'll be a Hall of Famer, don't get me wrong. I do think this shows – Carolina, I think we're all surprised with how they're playing this year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I think we figured they'd be bottom team in almost probably the whole NFL, uh, or at least I did. I, I Just be from not having a quarterback, losing Cam, um, having a new head coach, and now even McCaffrey being hurt. But I feel like you said, you know, uh, this – this duo is actually running well. Carolina is fun to watch right now. And I want to see how CMC is going to play with Mike Davis because they actually have said – because I've got both of them. As soon as I've seen uh, McCaffrey get hurt in my dynasty league, I went straight and picked up Mike Davis and hoped that they'd use him somewhat the same way, which they did, which was wonderful except for last week. So I don't know what's the next step as far as the fantasy uh, level of that. Do I keep Davis? Do I look to go ahead and move him? Because I've been trying to put him on the trade block, but no one's biting that at all. I yeah, do I think – yeah, I'm just probably going to have to hold him and hope that they run a duel there. But, yeah, uh, I think Carolina's showing that they're a team for the, that's coming in the future. Uh, I think they're a year or two out to actually be a playoff team where they can make some noise. Saints, I'm worried. I feel like they're on the decline. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely don't think the Saints are uh, that that force we once thought they were. Um, but I definitely do think Mike Davis did earn himself uh, a role. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to, if we're talking fantasy, I don't think it's going to take away um, from McCaffrey providing RB1 numbers. But I think Mike Davis will get some more looks, similar to kind of the way that Mc, uh that uh, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray both get, you know, pretty good run in those games because, you know, when McCaffrey got that big contract, that was a big question is like, oh, you're going to run this quarterback and this running back into the ground. Mike Davis, I mean, he's shown flashes and stops with Seattle and Chicago that he can ultimately, you know, be a number two option. You know, I don't think he's shown he could be a number one by himself, but in terms of being a good, you know, secondary piece, I, I definitely think he uh, fits well with that Carolina offense, hopefully long-term next game, Buffalo bills, New York jets, 18, 10. I'm going to say this. And I was pretty upset about this as a gambler because I thought, all right, bills, jets, Josh Allen, first three weeks of the season looked like an MVP ran into two brick walls that are the Kansas city chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. So I thought it was going to be a, uh, game where you know you you expect Josh Allen to you know kind of you know get, get a get a touchdown on the ground do something but wow did did this 
game just looks so concerning. In the first three weeks, this team was on a roller coaster up, and these last three weeks have just been so disappointing. They got the victory, but they they made it excruciating. Like I cannot believe that this Buffalo team that looked so amazing in the first three weeks has kind of fallen off. I mean, look. I know we make the jokes about the Cowboys, and, and this came up in a previous chat that Easy. the Cowboys are the Jets. Easy. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, you, you were, I, I think you were on the stream. I, I defended it. I defended I'm it. Still a fan. I forgot. Yeah, I'm still exactly. A fan. Yeah, no, come on, man. Cowboys are horrible. But, Trash. But the Cowboys are at least in terms of a roster, you know, slightly more talented on offense, anyways. Like this Jets team is abysmal. The fact that they couldn't put him away and that it was coming down to the end, like it just, to me, that's a huge concern. The Bills need to be uh, sounding the alarms, figuring something out. I mean, the fact that they haven't had a pass rush and Carlos Dunlap basically tweeted, yo, ship me out. I'm out of here. My house is for sale. I'm surprised they didn't try to make some moves. I hope they do because if not, you know, I don't know, man. Could, could Tua make the playoffs as a rookie? I don't know, but – uh, it's that that division that division is in uh, Buffalo's uh, in Buffalo's grasp, in my opinion. Uh, Mike, what were your thoughts on on this matchup? You know, here's my thing, and I, this is what I think really is the problem with the Bills right now is they can't get a running team or a running scheme going on. I look at the stats here in uh, Singletary eight rushes for 29 yards. So that's their main back, but Moss had seven rushes for 47 yards. So you had Moss that outran Singletary. Allen had 61 yards rushing as your quarterback, I really feel like they're just getting pass heavy. And of course he completed 30 of 43, which sounds good for 307 yards. I mean, it sounds great, but for some reason they just can't put the drives together. I almost want to blame play calling just a tad bit. I mean, it did look a little sloppy on some of the question questionable calls there. And I mean, as Perry said it, we don't really like Buffalo, but I fell in love with them because I have Josh Allen on both my fantasy teams, not on purpose. I didn't want him, but that's just you all drafted quarterbacks way too soon. I felt like, so I have to love him, but uh, I mean, it's really scary when you can only put up 18 points against the jets uh, do you just have a Photoshop of you on every team? Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, you said they needed a running back, so I'm just, you know, putting myself out there. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean, there's just a lot of options right now that I think they need to look at. Uh, Singletary, obviously, is not producing what we thought we would expect from him this year, and I really think they need to make a move on defense and a running back possibly just to say, hey, listen, if you don't start producing, we're going to go elsewhere with this. I mean – there's some options. I'm trying to think right now. I'm drawing a blank, but some running backs. I mean, who would be a good one? Just, I mean, carry on Johnson. That's actually a really good one because they've obviously moved on from him. They picked up uh, Peterson and they have Swift who's playing well. So, I mean, that's just a running back basically sitting there. They've had 5,000 running backs in the 49er system down there. Uh, Tevin Coleman just came off IR. I mean, there's some players that they could make a, a move for to try to have some kind of help. Yeldon, yeah. Yeldon is a guy who's fell off the earth. Like he, right? I had him on fantasy uh, back when I had a Fournette when he played for Jacksonville about three years out, and I kept him because I was like, if Fournette gets hurt, Yeldon's there, and Yeldon played good there because Fournette played like five games in the past two years that he was there in Jacksonville, and then he finally got his head on straight. But I feel like after that, they just—I don't know if there's just something going on. Uh, Yeldon's better than okay. Stop. You need help, Corey. You need to go see a professional. And, and Hot take. Get that Rolodex. Put that on there. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to put that on there. 
So yeah, I think they need to move on from Singletary. That's just me. I, I never really have bought into him being a running back one on any team. I feel you, feel you. Christian, what were your thoughts on this game? Jets are trash. Nothing to say about that. Free Sam Darnold, you know, because they're going to get Trevor Lawrence next year and move on. It's going to be new new regime, new everything. I I love Sam Darnold. You know, I think of his potential as sky high. He's going to be a Steeler person. That wouldn't be horrible, honestly. As a USC fan, that would probably be long-term a really good thing for him. They could just restart that dynasty whenever – uh, Big Ben decides to call it quits, um, which will probably be next year if they win a Super Bowl um, this very next season. Um, yeah, Jets Jets need to move on. Uh, I think the Jets and the Bills should actually work out a trade. I know the Bills want to get rid of Quinn Williams. I think pairing him with Ed Oliver would be a very great tandem. Call the New York Jets, see if Evan Ingram can come in there and help that pass game. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's some trades. Carry on Johnson too. They could probably get him for super cheap. Um, maybe bite the bullet and, and sign Darius Geis and see if the NFL smacks you on the wrist. But there's a lot of um, options, I think, out there for the Bills. I don't think they should be concerned with the draft capital in any uh, form or fashion. They could get rid of their second and third rounder, get rid of their second next year and load up and really make a run because they could be the number one team in this division if they just decide to score a little more points. I think their defense is good. Tredavious White is one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, I think Ed Oliver has the potential to really be uh, a number one starting defensive end tackle hybrid. Um, if they get Quinn Williams, who's a true nose to D tackle, you know, I think that that defensive line could be really young, really nasty. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the Bills should be one of those teams actively on the trade deadline, seeing who's around, seeing who's available, because they, they are missing something. I think Josh Allen, I'm sorry, Corey, Josh Allen's a really good quarterback, and I think he has enough offensive talent to get, you know, he has his arm and he has Stephon Diggs, John Brown. I think John Brown too being banged mm-hmm. up a little bit is probably why that offense is struggling. He's a great tandem, great underneath guy when Stephon Diggs goes long. Um, I just said for a while, I said Kyle Pitts hopefully goes to the Bills next year, but if they want to win now, go get Evan Ingram. The Giants are going to be on a fire sale. Go get Quinn Williams, carry on Johnson. Go look at these people who could really make you win right now because I think, you know, Corey can say whatever he wants about carry on. You had to carry on to that running back room. You either get a starting running back or like you said, uh, uh, Lawson, that, you know, it kind of tells the other two guys, pick your shit the F up because we're looking at other options to get right. you guys out and get playing time in other people's hands. What about Gallup from Dallas? I think that Ooh. honestly Dallas should ship out Amari Cooper. I know Perry's going to hate me on this. Oh yeah. Amari Cooper has I a- hate you for that. <laughs> I think that's a You're huge thing. They could. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Amari's a contract that they should shed just like Demarcus Lawrence and or Jalen Smith next year because um, the cap is going to go down maybe towards that 175, 180 number. And they're going to be already pushing it as it is. And they need offensive line help. They need they need assets. They already got rid of Poe um, and other people to make room. They got rid of uh, Everson Griffin for a six round pick, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Um, so, you know, that, that's just kind of my feel on that. I think the Bills have potential, but I hope their GM is 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 doing long nights, Alex type hours right now. Oh man, my eyes are just saying that. <laughs> and then, fun fact: uh, Did you guys know that the Bills didn't have a single tight end this past week because all of them were uh, one one was uh, I guess he had a positive test, and the other three I guess had hung out with him, so then they all couldn't go on the trip, so they had no tight ends. That's ugly. I did not know that. 
Yeah, so maybe uh, do, do we want to blame this off at the their offense from not blowing out the Jets on the on the tight on the tight ends being? Oh, they did have some. Uh, maybe they did. The last report I heard uh, on Croft played. I thought Croft was the one that. Oh, never mind. I thought he got hurt. Uh, look at Corey being the Bills insider. Love to mm. see it. Well, <laughs> isn't it weird how Corey's part of this podcast yet is just constantly in the mentions and not actually on the physical screen himself? Just Corey's uh, really it, not a real person. He's just the computer that just throws pats to us. He's just oh. he's a pats bot, <laughs> Russian pats bot. A I'm playing guy. Corey. I've seen you before. I know you're real. But uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want a lot of people jumped right on the Bills with this game, and I'm probably one of them too. But you know, the more you think about it, they did play the Jets. Sometimes you actually play to your competitors, and it could be just a, a little case where they didn't have the right leadership leading this team and thinking, well, we're playing the Jets. It's going to be an easier game. And so they just weren't ready, and Jets came out, punched them in the mouth. Yeah, no, I mean, that happens. You're, you're going to have those games where you, you're mm. going to shit the bed, and it's up to you to get out of there with the victory, uh, regardless of how ugly it is. All right, this next game, th- this this game used to always be my favorite because it was just so much fun to poke fun at this team. But now, due to a, a, a very terrifying injury, uh, Christian is not – well, I don't know. Maybe Christian will still won't, – won't, will you know keep me entertained. But Cowboys, Washington football team, 25-3 victory. I'm, I'm um, sorry. Did you say the Cowboys it? washed up football? Yeah. And, no, <laughs> it works too. Oh, like yeah. Washed up. washed up football. Yeah. So, you know, with this game, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a bounce-back performance by Dalton. He unfortunately got hit uh, in – that kind of dirty, well, that dirty yes. playoff from Bostic. It wasn't kind uh, that, was, that was a that was terrible to see the the ricochet after he, uh, uh, it, it hit the shoulder to the helmet, helmet ricocheted back on the ground. Oh, that man. was a, a tough play to see. Uh, I, I wanted to see Dal- Dalton kind of have a bounce back game. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, it's been a nightmare for Cowboys fans who you know after getting Ceedee Lamb, you're like, oh, this is going to be a team that's going to outscore everybody. It's going to be a fun time, but unfortunately, the defense has just been historically terrible. Um, but kudos to the Washington football team and congratulations to uh, head coach Ron Rivera, who uh, got this victory against the Cowboys, kept his team in the playoff race in that nasty division. Uh, and uh, I believe, let me see what the exact, I don't want to misquote it. Let me see. You know, the exact story on the, uh, let's see what it, after completing his last I just want to make sure I'm not uh, saying it. His last round of cancer treatment. So kudos to Ron Rivera. He's been a trooper. He's been uh, getting IVs at halftime. Still been out there doing his job, not making any excuses for himself. So honestly, huge fan of him for uh, just, you know, persevering through it. And congrats on this victory, man. I You love to see things like this for sure. But uh, Christian, what, what were your thoughts on this game? And, you know, don't, you know, feel free to just ravage the Cowboys. There's no Cowboys fans on the stream. They're awful, man. I've said this before Dak, after Dak. I'll say this six years from now, six years in the past. Cowboys are ass. They're posers. Um, you know, the we them boys should be over. The rebuild has started. Should have started last year, but, you know, unfortunately it took Dak breaking his ankle out of his skin uh, to kind of accept it. You know, I don't think every Cowboys fan is thinking uh, rebuild. You know, I think there's some naysayers out there who think that, you know, next year with a healthy Dak Prescott, uh, Perry being one of them, but the Cowboys are going to be back. The Cowboys are so far from back. Yeah, they're 
they're talented. Thank you for using a high school picture of me. Um, um, <laughs> the Cowboys will not be back until one of two things happens. Dak Prescott gets traded or Jerry Jones takes his hand off the wheel and actually let the people that he hire to run the team make the decisions. You can't be drafting CeeDee Lamb. You need to fix that defense. You need to fix that offensive line. If I were them, I would call up the Browns and see what I could get for uh, get for Dak Prescott, move him off of him, get him off your books, trade two first-round picks, go get Trevor Lawrence, and just never look back. Get Lincoln Riley or beg Davos Sweeney to join him and really start this thing over because McCarthy's not the answer. What you guys have right now is not the answer. Washington, a team that I think is trending in the right direction. They've got the bad, um, you know, they got Jerry Skies out of there. They're getting some of their bad upper management out of there. Uh, you know, Terry, I'm uh, sorry, not Terry McLaren. Dwayne Haskins is being benched and they're probably going to go with another quarterback potentially from Ohio state next year. I think they should take a page from the Washington and just completely reorganize, try to get a coach that has like a strong moral backbone, nothing against McCarthy, but it seems like the same shit that he was doing in green Bay. He's doing now with Dallas being lazy, complacent, not getting his team ready to play. Jerry Jones needs to suck up his pride and realize he made the wrong hire and see if the Chiefs will let them get an interview with their offensive coordinator because, or even just like Kellen Moore, there's a ton of options for the Cowboys. But the sooner they double, or sorry, the longer they double down on Dak Prescott, the longer that Jerry Jones, you know, lets his nephew call the first round pick, they're just going to be a trash poverty franchise that plays in a nice stadium, that plays in a cool part of the country and has some nostalgia from the 90s. But they're trash, and I'm tired of talking about them. That whole division is ass, and I'm honestly said spent too much of my life betting on them, worrying about them because they're awful. Every team in that division is awful, especially the Cowboys. I'm done. I rest my case. All right, Michael. Th- thank God you're not a Cowboys fan. But as a Steelers fan, what, what were your thoughts on this game? As a Steelers fan, the Cowboys is the team of old. You know, we are the tradition. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, yeah, it breaks my heart that people badmouth Dak so bad because he's hurt, he's injured, he's have mental problems that he's come open with. He's struggling. We need to just be supportive with him. Nah, in all seriousness, I mean, definitely for the mental uh, problems that he's got there, and, and kudos to him for actually realizing that, stepping up, and saying that. Obviously, we we back that up 100. percent But I think Dak is the guy still for us. Now, hear me out. Look at us without him. We're way worse. We actually have two wins with him. We ain't got nothing without him. But here's my thing. If I'm Dak Prescott, and I've said this in many shows, so I'm probably just going to kind of keep going with it. Uh, Andy Dalton, we thought that he was going to be able to back up. And actually, I've said preseason that Andy Dalton's that's a great pick for or a sign for us because if Dak is benched because everyone is questioning his uh, quarterbackness, if that's a word, that Andy Dalton would, would excel in this lineup because of the weapons we have on offense. But to me – Yes, we are probably one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So the problem with that, you don't think so offensively even? With all the injuries you have, wide receiver core, yes. But the offensive line is old. Quarterback, not talented. I don't think Dak is a talented quarterback. He's a very good game manager. Doesn't have the arm strength. Doesn't have any athleticism that you want to go home and rave about. He's just a really good decision maker. And yes, like Tom Brady, that gets you a lot of, positive things but he doesn't wait, have wait, the wait. arm strength did you just compare him to tom brady and say he's not in the, good in, in the sense I mean, that they are good for the right reasons tom brady oh. infinitely better thrower you could say he's more athletic and no, i'm just kidding with you 
Um, but no, Dak Prescott, not a very talented quarterback at all. I hate to break it to people. Cleveland, could they do a, uh, you know, go in there? He is everything Baker Mayfield is not. You know, Baker Mayfield's flashy, cocky. Dak is a really great, humble guy, really great game manager. And I think he could actually go in there and use Odell correctly and really get that offense. I think he has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl as the Browns quarterback than he does as the Cowboys quarterback, strictly from cap allocation, management, and just the team around him. What if Dak went to the Steelers? What if he went to the Steelers after after being retired? I actually think that Dak has all the cards on his table now because the Dallas Cowboys are nothing this year without him. And I know I hear you saying that you don't think Dak's a great quarterback, but, I mean, he's got great stats going at what little bit that he played this year. He looked great against uh, Seahawks once that he threw his 15th pick, and then they came back and looked phenomenal. But I blame a lot on Zeke. I mean, this offensive line is good, but they've actually had some injuries too. Yes, they are old as well, so they've had some issues there too. But Zeke is just – I mean, he's got the fumble fingers going on. hes I think he's had five fumbles this year. He had five fumbles all of his career before this year. So, uh, yeah, definitely this is the first thing that me and Corey has ever agreed on, I think, Dak for president. But I think he's actually being sarcastic. We'll go with it. Uh, I think Dallas Cowboys is internal, the problem. And I'm not even going to go up with Jerry Jones. If you've first year head coach is there and you already have your players that are saying that this coaching are not prepping them correctly, that is a huge problem. Yes, Zeke definitely has a great – I mean, that he should be a spokesman for Butterfingers this year. Like, that should be his endorsement as many times as he's fumbled. But I just think the that Dallas Cowboys – <laughs> he needs to go out and do that. But uh, I actually have already said that Dallas Cowboys are not winning this division. Everyone is still saying they're going to win because they're just so talented. I think I'm actually – this is my hot tech take on the ro- uh, Rolodex is that I think Washington's going to win it. They're the team that's actually playing a team. So that's my pick on that. I actually think when I was saying Dak has all the cards, I mean, next year when you say franchise tag me or not, give me my money, I just – would try to see if I could get traded to either the Browns or uh, not the Browns. I've been going with you. The Bears is who I think you'd make a great team with. And I think I said it in their Thursday show, but man, that'd be great for your place being Roethlisberger. I would definitely be a Steelers fan then. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna drink the Dak Kool Aid if you become if he becomes a Steelers player. <laughs> um, let's see. Any response to that, Christian? Or are you just gonna let us let it ride? He's being nice. Gonna let her ride, man. I mean, you can have a different opinion on Dak Prescott. I just don't think he's the answer. I don't think the current roster is the answer. Management is a problem, but yeah, they're they're not that talented. Jalen Smith isn't what he we thought he was. Demarcus Lawrence is the biggest poser in all of football. So I'm just over the Cowboys. I'm over the hype. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, love you, man. Dak is over with. I'm done talking about him. He's not the quarterback we're talking about at this point. I do think that the Cowboys should just clear everything, start over, because we've been lukewarm for so long. Like, we're stuck in that middle range, and that happens. I mean, you've got the teams that go rock bottom and clear out and then take that team to move back up, and then you have teams that just stay in that middle zone, and that is totally the Cowboys for the past two decades, basically. Right. They're in football purgatory from the 90s. That's right. Can we just sign Troy Aikman, bring him back with Emmett Smith back there, throwing Michael Irvin? Let's just do that. Can we run that back? Oh, man, I was going to make a joke, but I probably shouldn't. Next oh, game. Oh, let me hear it. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, I was going to say, like, the geriatric team. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad joke. I'm uh, sorry. 
Yeah, it's an excellent way to have. Oh man. Um, next game: Green Bay Packers, Houston Texans, thirty-five twenty. I mean, I, I not really much to say in this game. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, like Christian has stated before, this team is basically screwed draft wise. Like it's is going to be a bad team for a long time. Deshaun Watson. I hope that that Maybach you're probably going to buy is worth it because you're not going to be winning any football games anytime soon. And to the Packers, I mean, hey, not having Aaron Jones and still being able to put up 35 points, phenomenal, man. Love it. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on this Packers-Texans game? Since Matt's in here, or the Wise Chiefs, I think Aaron Rodgers is playing phenomenal this year. He had a couple, uh, one bad game, I think, against Tampa Bay. But go Pack Go, I'm there for you. But uh, I'm actually more interested in the Houston team just to see what they're going to do from here on out because they need to just, again, do the Dallas Cowboys and just break everything up. I would actually, now that we're talking about a little bit of earlier, I like to see J.J. Watt go to the Bills. Or the I Saints. Mean, or the Saints. I mean, he did do a lot definitely during the uh, hurricanes and everything there. That would definitely be a fan favorite down there. I think he raised like, what, $10 million in a year. So, I mean, that would be great to have him there. But you would like to see no, him go to the Michael, Steelers. Michael. We he there's two other brothers around the team anyways. I mean stop. stop. Okay. Christian, okay. Let it happen, man. Sometimes that's, you just that's... gotta let things go through. So that's oh. just me. I mean, Green Bay, I mean Jamal Adams. Here's what stupid idea in fantasy. I'll just say this. I picked up Jamal Adams to put him on my starting roster because uh Jones wasn't there. And what do I do? I don't even put him in my starting lineup. So I didn't have a starting running back in one of my leagues because I left him on the bench. That's how the Dallas Cowboys are. <laughs> you sound like Alex as a fantasy manager. It happened. Oh, but you still won, though, right, Alex? I did not win. I honestly, having 18 leagues, I don't always remember the certain matchups. I just know what leagues I won in. Uh, but shout out to Christian, you know, keeping me. Did you lose in uh, in uh, League of Champions? The I home did. Of the three draft? Thank you, man. I'm. I have now. I'm oh, one spot out of playoffs. I, I, I'm one spot out of playoffs. I won in the redraft. I lost my first game in the dynasty. Wasn't it my boy C. Medina too? Yeah, it was, and he yeah. won off the DK Metcalf touchdown, getting called back. So Love shout it. out Medina. Oh. Shout out. Uh, uh, you know, a little little teaser. I'm gonna be playing a video of uh, I was my reaction you. to that. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna play it live on the show. Good, uh, but Christian, good. what are your thoughts on this uh, Packers Texans game? You know, I think Green Bay is the exact same team this year as we saw last year. They're going to do really well. They're going to have a great regular season record. They're going to go all the way potentially to their conference championship and lose because they got a quarterback and a third string running back for their first two picks last year and traded up for both of them. They're not a team that's poised to reload and kind of get past where they were last year. So we're going to see the same thing that we did. Um, You know, I I wish them nothing but success. I think that Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. California boy, Juco guy as well. Um, But I just don't think they have the talent. Um, I think Jair Alexander, the stuff that's come out about him um, and how well he's played. You know, you guys have drafted very well in the defensive back position. But I just don't think you guys have the offensive depth or talent to get past a team like them. So that's just my honest opinion. Texans are trash. The Miami Dolphins are just laughing every time a team beats uh, the Houston Texans because they end up winning on both sides of the ball. I have no clue who the Dolphins are going to get. Jalen Waddle. Devonta Smith, Kyle Pitts, like they really are going to have the opportunity. Jamari Chase, even like it's just sickening. The the Texans are so mismanaged. Bill O'Brien went in there, effed everything up, and then you know got fired. Double middle finger on his day off, and and was out of there. But 
Texans, uh, Texans are trash. You could tell Randall Cobb was, you know, getting his feels, missing his ex-girlfriend in the Packers, seeing them have fun, seeing, uh, you know, a competent offense really go. Um, I as well, I have uh, Aaron Jones in our dynasty, but I also have Jamal Williams. So uh, picked up the true number two. A.J. Dillon just doesn't look quite ready to take over as the number two or even the number one role like many people thought he would. Um, and I think Jamal Williams, do the Jaguars come and call them? Do a team – Buffalo even could call um, and get uh, – I'm not even going to – Tampa, the Saints, um, I mean, Chiefs. I mean, you have a lot of actual um, teams that, that could really – uh, go in there and give you guys problems. Um, but sorry, got me off my case. Uh, you know, <laughs> want to see the Packers. Um, I want to see them do really well, but like I said, I just think they're, they're one or two players outside of, uh, outside of really being in that conversation. Maybe it's something with Milwaukee where you like choke in the playoffs. I don't know. I think the Bucks did it this year. Something in the air. Must yeah, definitely be. something there. Yeah, they, they may have the same uh, uh, water pipes that Atlanta does. Next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Las Vegas Raiders, 45-20. Uh, you know, I was watching this game, and the Raiders had it, kept it close, and then Tom Brady and this prolifically talented offense just went to work. Uh, I Chris Godwin has been so frustrating in terms of, you know, he can't seem to stay healthy. He always has some injury. He just fractured his index finger, might miss two weeks. I mean, they do have Antonio Brown that will be available, not this week, but next week. Uh, you know, they have Scotty Miller, who has already kind of shown some rapport with uh, Tom Brady. But this team definitely, that that move to get Antonio Brown uh, should definitely, you know, bode well for for this offense if Chris Godwin continues to, you know, get get uh, still fight that, uh, that, that injury bug he kind of, has uh, been bitten by uh, Christian. What are your thoughts on this Bucks Raiders game? I think the Raiders are the trap team of the NFL. They're the team that you're going to go in there and be scared to bet against because, oops, sorry, my screen froze. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Raiders, the, the, that trap team, you never know what you're going to get against the spread. Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, Matt. They look head and shoulders better than you guys. That game you guys played against each other was example right there and then they're adding antonio brown why could you guys not be in the running for antonio brown man like you guys could have used him more than the tampa bay buccaneers could have so just my two cents uh raiders still have a lot a lot of stuff they need to go through uh to be an actual playoff team but i think that um gruden is going to have them right i don't believe in Carr, but i think Carr definitely has enough talent if they continue to surround him with great they have a great offensive line they have rugs nelson aguilar Shout out USC guy finally getting over his, you know, Philadelphia drop problems um, mm-hmm. and really coming up clutch for them. Tyrell Williams will be back next year. Henry Ruggs, his body's going to get better for the NFL. He was, I think he came in a little bit undersized, and that's kind of why we're seeing some of those injury issues. Um, and then they need to fix that defense. You know, the Jonathan Abrams, basically his rookie year because he played like one game and got hurt. Um, so I'm very excited for the Raiders. I think there's a lot of things. They've already had some good wins this year. Um, and the Buccaneers, man, they're just – they are full steam ahead. Chris Godwin doesn't matter. Plug in Antonio Brown. Little white boy Scotty Miller is exactly what Tom Brady loves. He had Julian Edelman for years. He is his Julian Edelman, in my opinion. Kind of that that quick little deceptive guy. Yeah, Vegas no pass rush. Javion Clowney to Las Vegas next year. Book it right now. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a. Uh, he's gonna be a writer. Hot take. <laughs> he's not gonna make as much money, so he needs to go to a state with no income tax, and that's gonna be Las Vegas. I'm going to start referring to hot takes as the Rolodex. Just put yeah, it in the Rolodex. I like that. 
Scotty Miller is the fastest dude on the team. Next to Tom Brady. I heard Tom Brady can run 23 miles per hour open field. Ooh. Yeah. Faster than DK. Mike, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts on this game is it definitely puts Raiders, uh, lets them know where they're at. I think they're making leaps and bounds from last year to what they were uh, to this year now. I love the Raiders. I love Derek Carr. I've said it many times on many shows. Uh, Waller is a wonderful tight end. They've got a great running back in Jacobs. But it definitely is a, a, a rude awakening, which is Tampa Bay is a great team. And, you know, we're talking about Antonio Brown, so he'll be a wonderful asset to that game or for that team for one game until he has his meltdowns again and he's back out. But uh, Tom Brady's going to love him. I mean, we all knew that Antonio Brown was not going to pick another team because Brady's already probably got him in his house again. He doesn't have to buy anything. doesn't have to do all that. I'm just going to move in with the Brady bunch. And just uh, definitely just adds to the weapons that he's got here. And, you know, you just got to think, what is Brady thinking right here? I went from New England where it was tough, but yet we still won games. And now I go to Tampa Bay and I have so many weapons that I can actually throw to. I think the first two or three games it was just – I was probably one of the critics that were thinking, well, the Tampa Bay is not going to be anything. This is a, a bust from the beginning here. But they are finally getting on the same page. You don't see them yelling at each other nearly as much as you did, like, first two, three games. So this team is real. This team is going to be uh, a definitely a fan favorite when it comes Super Bowl runs. Uh, the, I see sky limit on this team. But like you said, Raiders, I mean, they just beat the Chiefs one week and then they come back and they lose by – 25 points to Tampa Bay. But you look at the recap of it, I mean, they were actually with them uh, neck and neck until the fourth quarter where Tampa Bay comes off of 21 points in the fourth alone, and Raiders can only get up three. So it's almost like fatigue ran into them there a little bit. So I think they'll bounce back. I'm excited for this uh, Raiders team, but Tampa Bay is looking wonderful. And uh, like Corey said earlier, uh, his co- Corey's corner relates to this, so let's just go ahead and jump into that real quick right now. What is this Corey's Love corner? Love it. My favorite segment. So, Michael, since uh, Corey, due to being uh, in Australia, his time wise, it's, it's the morning over there. So, he records a basically a rant that involves something going on in the NFL. And Christian and I listen, and our guest listens as well, and we react and we get. And oh, so I have to says. listen. Yes, you have to listen to Corey for two minutes. Listen, why don't you put this on the, on the screen? This week. Because it's not a video, it's just a recording. Well, he needs to make a video so we see him. Come on, Corey. Oh, all right, hey, man. Work, Corey. Come all right, on. Corey. Corey on next, next, we'll record a video. I'll post it on the screen. Just like, come on, you're going to be putting your video on here of your reaction. Corey, you need to get us get your face on here, man. Yeah, look at, look at Corey getting pressed on this episode. Love it. All right, let's just play this right now. Be looking at the goat, the one and only Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady had a sensational game on the weekend. Uh, five touchdowns, just absolutely sensational. And there were a lot of pundits last year that said Brady was washed, he was done. I mean, even Max Kellerman went on this week and said that he was wrong. Um, there was, There is no cliff coming, and everyone knows there's no cliff coming. Um, Tom Brady, freak of nature, 43 years old, getting it done. Um, finally has some weapons around him, and he's taking advantage of it. Um, I think he had completions to nine different receivers on the weekend. It's just a masterful performance by Tom Brady. He puts himself you know, up there with the top in the game right now. Um, puts himself in the, the dreaded early season MVP conversation. Whether or not he can continue this at 43 years old, because time is undefeated, uh, 
we will see. But heck, man, you got to tip your cap to him. Uh, he, you know, he's throwing 55 yard bombs down the field. Uh, you know, the arm strength is not an issue. It wasn't an issue last year. Um, the issue was obviously the weapons around him. And that's the case. I mean, I don't know how you say anything otherwise. Um, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever live. Um, I know there's people out there, you know, talking about Peyton Manning. And they bring up Manning when they talk about Cliff. But Manning had like two neck procedures. His neck, his spine was fused together, his vertebrae. Like, that, that has never happened to Brady. So, um, I expect him to just keep doing what he Oh, Keep doing what he's doing. Um, I don't know if it results in a Super Bowl, but I think it's it's going to be a fun ride nonetheless. That's Corey's corner this week. What do you guys think? Tom Brady, can he keep this pace up this season in 2020? See you guys. All right. Thank you, Corey. And Corey also agreed with you, Michael. He's actually going to be recording the next one as a video. Good. So look at look at Michael coming in and leaving his imprint as a fellow love Steelers it. fan to this show. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Steelers. And no, I, I definitely think Brady's going to keep this going. I mean, even if he, his arm starts to falter a little bit, I mean, he's got weapons on weapons. This is a quarterback's paradise. You know, if, if Godwin is healthy, they have three amazing receivers that are in the, you know, top tier, you know, I wouldn't say that they're all elite, but they're all in that top tier talent wise. And they have Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, you know, other guys who can contribute when called upon Ronald Jones has been running the ball. Well, I mean, Brady has everything. I know you're happy about that. Right um, on, baby. <laughs> Brady has everything going for him. His arm. I mean, he's really impressive. And Gronk is like uh, Steve just, Steve just said right now, Godwin Evans and Gronk, and now they had AB, who's better than all. It's it's so encouraging to see this. I think this this Tampa Bay team is going to continue going, and Tom Brady is going to be at the at the root of it. Love it, love it for uh, Brady's career to come in and um, uh, get this. And I I wonder if uh, Belichick's probably texting like Brady like at two a.m. Like, hey, do you, do you yeah. still miss me? <laughs> you up, uh, Michael? What are your thoughts on Corey's corner? You think Brady's well, still going to have it at the end of the year? I hate Brady. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was a Peyton Manning fan just because of his mental uh, aspect into the game, too. Like one year, I don't even think he had an offensive coordinator because he ran it. Uh, he called the plays from the huddle and just could pick the defense away from there. Now, that's why I hated him and gave Peyton. But Brady right now, I mean, you, it's like LeBron. You have to give credit where credit is due. I'm sorry. As much as I hate both of them, they're good. Brady has all these weapons. But I will say, if I've got Godwin Edwins, Gronk, A.B., I think I could drop back two steps and throw it in two seconds and find somebody open. Uh, I do like Peyton Manning, and I thought it was kind of funny that he picked on Brady. Uh, Corey was the one that shared it, I think, on Twitter, where uh, he did his little play-by-play uh, -play on one, or way he picked it apart, one play where it looks like Brady threw a dime to, uh, I think it was Gronk. No, who was it? <sighs> I think he was looking for Gronk, but he overthrew it, and Evans ran into it on the pass. I can't remember it right. But uh, Peyton was kind of picking at it that he was not accurate as we thought because it looked like a dart and a perfect arrow shot, but it was to the wrong receiver. So I'm just going to be a little hesitant, but he's got the weapons where he can make it. It was too Gronk. Okay. So I think he's got the weapons where his arm strength can be hidden and can be disguised a little bit. So, yeah, I think he's going to keep it up. 
overthrew Evans. Okay, and went to Gronk. Got it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be his last year. But with this talent, if you could keep it back next year, why not run it back? I mean, Brady's going to be the uh, king for years to come as long as he can keep this going. So, yeah, you've got to jump on that bang wagon too. Get me another towel. Let's get a Tampa Bay towel in here too. <laughs> for sure. Christian, what about you, man? All I'm hearing is you were a Payne Manning fan. Uh, you were a Cowboy fan a couple weeks ago, a Steelers fan. It's just a revolving door. Wait a second. You know, when, I say, people. when I say Peyton Manning fan, the respect, Peyton Manning. I, I like Peyton Manning better than Tom Brady. I won't say I'm a fan because he went to Tennessee. I can't stand him on that part. But <laughs> No, I get you. Rocky Top, I, or Rocky Mountain Top, Corey's going to comment again. Um, personal opinion, I think both Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers are probably better quarterbacks than Tom Brady, but we talk about the greatest of all time. You have to acknowledge the Super Bowls, the ability to come in year after year. I don't think his talent's going to drop off. I think he'll be LeBron-esque in the sense that if he does drop off, it's going to be marginal, but his game is going to develop in other ways to statistically kind of pad the loss in either strength or mobility. Um, not that he had much mobility to begin with, but you know, I don't think he has a fall off unless he gets an injury from an Aaron Donald sack or you know an injury that really would kind of take away from your overall athletic ability toward ACL, something like that, you know, with the, the offensive line, they have Tristan Wirfs in there, their left tackle opted out um, for the season. So there, there is some patchwork there on his protection, but with all the weapons, you know, I don't see a drop off at all. If anything, I see Tom Brady sustaining, finishing out the season with the current trajectory that he is on. Um, and the only time Tom Brady will drop off talent wise is when he decides to hang it up. You know, I think that he's just going to be what we think Tom Brady is, and he's just going to continue two years. I think maybe three at the max. Um, mm -hmm. But you never know. Tom Brady takes care of his body in the same way LeBron does. They can write books about it. They spend millions of dollars every year in their body, um, you know, taking care of it, training it. You know, I don't know how LeBron is going to fare if they have this new shortened season. But uh, point being is, yeah, I agree with Corey. Tom Brady, greatest of all time for so many reasons, um, but most of all, his longevity and his ability to go down there and win in the clutch. Definitely. Thank you, Corey, for Corey's Corner. Uh, next game, San Francisco 49ers, New England Patriots, 33-6, just demolishing performance by the 49ers to just destroy the Patriots. Uh, you know, I definitely have to eat some of the words because I definitely was uh, on the side that Cam Newton was going to, you know, perform very well in this offense unfortunately uh cam newton has underperformed Nikhil harry has not performed to uh his liking uh look at, look at Corey. Corey's living out now um this offense as a whole like <laughs> it's just it's it's been tough to watch and uh, i just think for the patriots it's like could it be that that you know Cam Newton missed those games and then he got out of rhythm? Regardless, it's a, this is a results based league, and right now Cam Newton's on the hot seat. He's acknowledged it. He says if I don't start playing better, this that benching is going to be a permanent thing. So he's aware of it. You know, I'm sure Belichick probably just told him straight up like play better or I'm not going to play you. Um, but yeah, and kudos to the 49ers who you know have been battling the injury bug all year. Jeffrey Wilson, who's stepping in as like he's a third string running back, has an amazing game now on IR with a high ankle sprain. So, uh, thankfully, the 49ers are, you know, planning running backs as we speak, and they'll be ripe and uh, out of the practice squad in about two weeks and have a 100 yard game. So, 49ers continue to um, 
produce with at that running game position. But yeah, huge question marks about New England and what they do with uh, them being currently third in the AFC East. Michael, what are your thoughts on the 49ers Patriots game? You know, a lot of these players that uh, and I can't think of another one right now, uh, but a lot of them have actually been underperforming after they have COVID. So I don't know if we just don't know the full effect what it actually has on their bodies after they become healthy 100% or if they are actually 100%. But, I mean, Cam, he did throw 12 of 15 for 98 yards. Oh, I'm sorry, three of those completions to the wrong team. But uh, 49ers, I mean, it just kind of shows how tough this West Coast team is or the uh, NFC West is that the 49ers may be in last place by the end of the season and they just spanked New England 33-6. to I mean, it just – and girl, uh, Jimmy G had a good bounce back game, 20 of 25 for 277 yards. So it's good to see that. And I mean, really, you can't really talk too much about a 33 6 game. So it was good to see Jimmy G play. Good to see Wilson have a good game. Hate that he had an ankle sprain. Hopefully, Cam could put it together. I mean, they've got Bill back there. So they're, they'll get him the right scheme to still excel for the next game. It's just execution be, be the main thing. Christian? This game was the straw that broke the Patriots' back. You have Stephon Gilmore per Realtor.com. His house has been listed. He will be accepting final offers two hours after the NFL trade deadline will pass. So being in the real estate world, that is a sign that he is on the way out. He's trying to get out there quickly. I don't know what Bill Belichick told him, but I don't think they're making these moves if the Patriots come in there and they beat the 49ers 33-6. to Yes, there's no Bosa. There's no Solomon Thomas. They're just getting people back in the swing of things. I think Debo Samuel was back, but he might be hurt again. Um, yeah. You have people that are coming. You have people coming along. I want to strangle Kyle Shanahan. He pulled the Cliff Kingsbury from last year where he said, you know, Jarek McKinnon is the starter. And then he barely even rushed the football, had negative 0.1 points. It reminds me of David Johnson last year when he was the starter. Uh, and then Carryon Johnson got 17 snaps and David Johnson had three. Um, BB was trying to move Gilmore in the offseason. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to choose my narrative. The 49ers uh, <laughs> physically physically broke them. Their team, like you said, could potentially be last in their division, um, but gave the work to the Patriots, you know. If they're the inverse of the Cowboys division. We have four potential playoff teams, my Rams, and you guys have four potential posers in your division. So um, the 49ers. In the AFC North? Uh, no, I no. think it's the, S- the SEC South. Um, but, oh. you know, George Kittle, Stephon Gilmore in man coverage could not cover George Kittle. I think Jalen Ramsey could. I'm not going to get into that argument right now. Um, but let's see how good Stephon Gilmore does when he goes on to his next spot because what was he in Indy before he came to the Patriots? Not much. Jalen Ramsey was good on the Jaguars. He's good on the Rams now. He's helping lead that secondary, leading with that pop. If you're not watching the Rams games, he can actually hit people, unlike Stephon Gilmore. <clears throat> but the 49ers look good. Their offense is still elite. They have a stable of running backs. Jared McKinnon, my host at Georgia Southern, I always love you. I'm still going to start you next week. Um, hopefully you got the rest that you needed and you're actually going to get some carries next week because uh, Wilson's out. Tevin Coleman probably won't play. Jermichael oh, yeah. Hasty is a, is a practice squad player. So get your facts right, Christian. Um, Gilmore was never on Indy. Same thing, some trash team from the Northeast that are a city that I don't care about. Um, but yeah, was nothing, did nothing. Maybe if he was a little better, I probably would have remembered what team he's from. But wasn't shit until he got to, until he got to New England. I think he had one all pro or one pro bowl appearance before he got on the Patriots. So um, 
doesn't matter to the team. He, it's it's his. It's up to the NFL player to remember to have me remember where they're from. If I don't remember where <laughs> you're from, you obviously didn't make a good enough impact as a player for me to remember. And and that's just no cap. That's the NFL. It's up to you to make me remember you as the fan. You get paid millions of dollars and you can go live in obscurity. But if you want me to remember you, you need to do something to make me bow down, whatever you call it. Um, to the point you made, Michael, um, you know, what? No, who knows what COVID has done to Cam Newton? Who knows if he's, you know, 90%, uh, you know, lung capacity or whatever that is. You look at Armstead from the Jaguars. He's been put on the COVID out for the year. He mm-hmm. said he has digestive problems. He's still not 100%. He's younger than I am, so it kind of scares shit out of me just really a little bit. To hear. It sucks. I mean, it, it just sucks. I hope, yeah, I hope, sitting with Cam Newton, if COVID's affecting him, I hope that however he needs to get back to 100%, he deserves to be 100% because he looked effing amazing before he got sick, whether that's mental or physical. Um, but Patriots, I'm excited to see the fire sale in the coming weeks. Um, Corey, I just I just hope you go to sleep tonight and think of Nikhil Harry and just imagine what if you drafted correctly and got A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf? How much better of a team would you be? Tell Bill Belichick to stop calling up Nick Saban what he thinks on every NFL player and actually let your effing scouts scouts. Yes, Jerry Jones, I'm talking to you too. Stop making dumb decisions. Draft good players. Do your effing research. I rest my case. I love you, Corey. Michael, anything you want to add to that? I mean, Christian, I think you need a gavel. So when you do your case, you just pop, pop, it's over. Other than that, no, I'm out. (laughs) Next game, Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, 43-16 victory by the Chiefs. Uh, The Broncos have been – Anything but oh, we got the hammer out. Uh, the Broncos have been there anything, we go. anything but what I predicted. Uh, I'm gonna have to eat that one. Uh, Locke uh, did get hurt, but even when he was healthy, he did not make the the step forward I was kind of uh, predicting. So, Corey, p- please feel free. There he is to uh, give it to me. Um, for the Chiefs, wasn't expecting anything different here, uh, but I do want to let you guys know um, on that website where you can have petitions. There is a petition that has, I think, 400,000 signatures. And I don't know if it was real. I, I saw it online, so it could be fake, right. but it could be a fun story. Uh, that 400,000 people signed that uh, because Patrick Mahomes is having a baby, he got this big contract. He's not motivated to win. Chad Henney came in and led the team on a touchdown drive immediately. That Chad Henney should be the starting quarterback. Uh, Change.org. There you go. Um, so I'll ask you, fellas, since you know the Broncos are the Broncos and the Chiefs are the Chiefs, uh, do you guys think Chad Henney is the uh, rightful uh, quarterback for this team to make a Super Bowl run? Uh, Christian, go ahead and let me know. Your face is almost red right now. <laughs> That is that is my Greek genes reacting to the wine uh, and, and just the, the general jackassery of Corey's comments. Um, oh my you're God. right. The Chiefs the Chiefs. The Broncos, man, they're missing Miller, their whole wide receiver core. Drew Locke is banged up. I don't think you can make an accurate assessment on him right now because it looks like he's playing through a lot of pain. Yes, and, and a lot yes. Of shoot me bail, Christian. Shoot me bail. <laughs> um, that's just my honest opinion, no cap. Chiefs are going to roll on. You know, I had that comment. If you're a true NFL unwrapped fan, I said that Patrick Mahomes was the dark horse MVP because he actually made Alex Smith throw the ball down the field in his last year in Kansas City. And then he actually ended up being the MVP the, year, the, the following year. So call me the Oracle, call me the prophet, Messiah, whatever it is. I love to hear it. Messiah. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I respect my bad. Um, but, you know, the Broncos, they have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I don't think necessarily Drew Locke is the answer. If you have a, I'm so big on Trey Lance, man. If they can get a Trey Lance type character in there, 
get their offensive line improved, get their wide receivers healthy. Uh, same thing with their defense. I think the Broncos could be a team that really starts making some noise in that division. Chiefs, uh, call you Aries. Yeah, with my war, with my Warhammer. Um, but yeah, I love the Chiefs. I think they're going to be the Super Bowl winners, if not the Ravens, uh, this coming year. Shout out to the Ravens getting Yannick and Gawkway. Power move. Uh, Vikings suck. Thank you for for buying the bullet for them. Uh, mythology. Perry thought I really used to like worship Zeus and, and Aries in high school. Um, that that's the kind of intelligence Cowboys fans are. Perry kind of also believes the Cowboys are a Super Bowl team every year. So yeah, they are. I mean, go Steelers. Go Steelers. Perry yeah, drinking Steelers, the Kool Aid. Mm. Weed and boys. No, uh, but Broncos. I have a lot of. I'm very bullish on them going forward. There'd be like a stock that's on discount that you'd buy right now and hold for the future. Chiefs are the Apple. They're the Amazon. They are going to keep chugging for Super Bowls on Super Bowls. That Chet Henney, I don't even want to talk about that. Shut the, shut the F up. Patrick Mahomes is a bad man. You do not take that dude out. All right, Michael. I mean, can you follow that performance right there of what Christian just did? But, I mean, yeah, uh, Henny was two for two, 13 yards. I mean, that's 100% accuracy. I'm going with Chad. No, I'm playing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, is, <laughs> he's on a totally different level. I mean, you're 43 to 16. Do you really even care too much after so long? You know, I mean, I'm happy to see Bell had or Le'Veon Bell had eight rushes for 30, 39 yards, six yards, 6.5 yards carry. I want to see what happens further on in the weeks where what happens with that uh, running back. If they go with the committee or if they just give it over to Bell, I think it was a great sign for them. I can't believe that we were even thinking that he may sign with the Dolphins or he was even actually signing with the Dolphins, other than it might be a tax write-off on that or uh, they they have got something going on there. I don't know. I'm going to go down to Miami and just party. I don't know. So, yeah, I, the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. Let's just be honest. If, if, it's, if they're not, it's a letdown year for them. Yeah, they, they've definitely hit that point of Super Bowl or bust, the upper yeah. echelon of the AFC. Next game, LA Chargers, Jacksonville Jaguars, 39-29. You know, the, the Chargers almost blew this game. They had uh, good control of it. It was it was a nice, you know, neck-and-neck neck game. Uh, but Justin Herbert, I will continue to apologize for my takes on you. Uh, you continue to just show that you are NFL pro-ready. Your arm is fantastic. You're making some great throws. You're taking advantage of the weapon. You have phenomenal victory there. Uh, Minshew Mania is dead. Uh, I, there's already talks about maybe Glennon or uh, someone else kind of getting some uh, some looks on Perry. Perry gets one take right, and then he's going to remember it forever. Just kidding, Perry. <laughs> love you. <laughs> no, but per Perry was on Herbert. He, he, he was. I remember in our fantasy, uh, in our dynasty drafts, he definitely was a uh, uh, get it on there. And by the way, shout out Jake. Is it Lutton, Luton, whatever? Uh, I started him Lutton. in a Lutton in a two quarterback league because you're, I have to uh, gotta start two quarterbacks. I won that by point zero six. So shout out to Lutton for holding it down for me. And yes, Perry, you are a take machine. I have a lot of your takes written down, uh, but I'm very impressed with the Chargers holding literally on written down in the Rolodex. yes on in the Rolodex. Um, but kudos to the Chargers, honestly, because you know they just they have that like mental midget situation or we, we probably got to figure out a new word for that. So we don't get canceled. Um, it's called the monkey on the back. Yeah. The, the, when, when you lose a couple of games, you got the monkey on the back and you got to got to whoop its ass and get it off your back. Once you do, yeah, the Chargers as a team have, have always kind of blown those leads and just in, a, in not as as devastating as the Atlanta Falcons do, but you know, 
for the Chargers, I, I as a fan and as as somebody like looking at this team, Justin Herbert is giving me the feels of, of a bright future and hopefully uh, can add some fucking fan base to this team because every time I watched the Chargers game to go watch the Steelers, I felt like I was at Heinz Field. It was ridiculous. Uh, Christian, what are your thoughts on uh, Chargers-Jaguars game? Herbert, man, he is the future for that team. It, it was a team that needed a young quarterback or just a good quarterback. Wide receivers are there, offensive line, a little old, but definitely have guys that are there. Tri Turner was a good pickup for them uh, on that interior offensive line. Hunter Henry, don't know if he's the future, but still really good guys on offense, defense. Bosa, losing Derwin James was a big hit, but he's definitely going to be there for the future. I love everything about the Chargers. I hope they can go get his, if they suck enough, go get Panay Sewell, his, his Oregon teammate, to go be an offensive lineman for the future. Um, then that team would be pretty stacked. The Jaguars, man, they suck. I know you got lulled into their Minshew mania with their week one win, but they're trash. They're going to be in that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance uh, type situation. If they miss out on those guys, maybe a Kyle Trask, keep him in the state of Florida uh, and really build around him, suck for some more years. Um, but, yeah, not really too much to talk about in the Jaguars. But the, the, uh, the I'm going to call them the San Diego. I hope – I pray to God that they kind of go back to San Diego at some point. I think yeah. it's a city that was probably better suited to handle. And they actually had a fan base there. There actually mm. was people in San Diego who loved mm. the Chargers. In L.A., I hate the effing Chargers. It's just an excuse for all the out-of-towners who are fans of whatever team is in town that week to go and see that game because there is no – outside of, like, the Tongan community, there really is no Charger fans in Los Angeles. It's sad. So, you know, they're the stepsister team in the in the you know, Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely not the hot one, but uh, they are yeah. Justin Herbert. I heard a rumor Justin Herbert went back to college. That way, he didn't have to be a New York Giant. And it looks like you know he's one of the one of the few cases where the uh, <laughs> where going back to college actually helped out. And, uh, and it looks like it looks like he's ready. Was he ready last year? Who knows? But he he looks good, man. That's all I gotta say. Michael. Yeah, I just. I, I kind of think you both got you both you two are from LA, right? Yep. And neither of y'all like the Chargers. That breaks my heart. Like I live in the southeast. Just got here. It doesn't matter. You you can switch bands pretty easy, man. Come on. But uh, I just think uh, <laughs> the Clippers, the stepsister there. But uh, this Charger team is a team that you can jump on and really be excited for. Uh, like you all said. <laughs> Quarterback play has been phenomenal. I mean, averaging 12.9 yards on his attempts, that's actually something pretty solid. It's it's past that 10-yard mark where a lot of my stats that I've been looking at have been at that area, so he's making even deeper passes. It was good to see uh, uh, Allen back this week. He was out last week, and Williams stepped up big time last week, and I'm looking at his stat here. He only had four yards. It's kind of disappointing to see how that played out. But uh, they definitely got to get the running game going a little bit better. At least one of the running backs to step up and say, hey, I'm going to be the dominant one. Jackson, 5 of 12 yards. And then Kelly, uh, 12 of 29 yards. He only had 2.4 yards per carry. So that's the only thing that I think even against Jacksonville will be a downside to this game. But Chargers' future is definitely uh, uh, something to be excited about. No one likes the Chargers, bro. How do y'all not like the Chargers? Listen, here's a fun fact. You're talking I mean, about a little bit. I kind of like what their future looks like, honestly. Listen, I'm about to be uh, – a Raptors fan in the NBA because they're they're taught that they may actually play in Louisville. Like we have oh, no that's team, true. so I'm going to be a Raptors fan, and that's a five hour drive for me. But I still may try to go because that's an NBA team in my state. 
It, I don't understand that. If there's any teams close by, that's why I like Cincinnati Reds. I mean, that's my closest team, but they're horrible. I mean, we didn't make the playoffs this year, but look what we did when we were there. So it, it breaks my heart that you all have a home team and you all don't like them, even if they are new. So get on that team, guys. Well, I mean, Christian is a Rams fan, and I, I don't know if you, if we want to get well, into the true. story well, of how I became a fan of the Steelers, but we can talk about that off after so we can knock out this episode. He likes mustard a lot. Real big mustard guy. <laughs> Shut up, Christian. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. A big Heinz guy. You know, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why Mahomes has beef with us because he's a Hunts guy. All right. This next game is going to be very brutal for me. Um, Sunday Night Football, Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, 37-34. Last leg on a parlay. I realized at the end of the day I had like a 10-teamer on my bookie. Uh, USN 100, take advantage of that uh, matching deposit bonus and $15 cash added to your account when you use that code. All right. Um, I was very devastated. I was really devastated at this footage. As you can already tell, I'm on the floor. So this is after... There was a flag on that DK touchdown, so I know Christian was is, feeling. This is Alex without a white shirt or a hat, just so you guys realize that is Alex. <laughs> when you said that the other day, I, I couldn't stop laughing, but uh, this is my reaction to that holding call. Yeah, and that the little, tra- little translation, uh, my godmother came in and she was like, oh my God, are you going to throw up your tacos? And I was so mad. I was like, no, it's not true. <laughs> you having taco night and not inviting me, bro? This is bullshit. This well, you didn't invite me to the movie night. And you were in my backyard, basically. So. Touche. Yeah. Mr. I have to work. I, I I was I you know what I wasn't even uh, in town that day, but that was how brutal that loss was to me. This game was up and down. Seattle blew this game. They had a ten point lead. I was cruising. I was getting ready to cash that money. I was getting ready to take uh, Christian out on a wine date to watch him turn into a, a, a red great like, <laughs> stone house. Uh, little stone, stone house. Little stone house. Oh, dude, that's like the the Ventura County date right there. Um, but, you know, kudos to the Cardinals. Uh, I said week one, my little overreaction, they were going to be a team that, you know, could be scary, but, you know, ultimately their defense will let them down. Uh, you know, big defensive play against, you know, what looks to be the MVP of this league. Um, Cardinals just got this victory. They seem to have the NFC West um, number. Let's see what happens when they face the the, the Ramley, uh, what happens there. But, you know, you've got to give the Cardinals credit. And um, huge shout-out to Bill O'Brien. You have Kyler Murray smiling before a throw because he knows Hopkins is going to beat single coverage. Um, and for the Seahawks, nothing to worry about. You're going to have these games. You're going to lose. You aren't going to. No team is going to go undefeated. It's going to happen unless you're the Steelers. And it's That's just right. a. <laughs> and right. and the, the Seahawks, nothing to worry about. Tough game, tough loss, but what a game! Definitely had me entertained the entire time. Mike, what are your thoughts on that Sunday night football matchup? I was overwhelmed with joy just watching this game as as a fan. Uh, it's definitely a young quarterback showing what he is capable of, his mobility. His baseball slide is the best slide I've ever seen in my life. There's a highlight of just his slides, and it is phenomenal. But, uh, I mean, the best play of the whole NFL year, I think, so far is DK's uh, track 
that he ran down. I mean, I wish we could know how fast he was actually running on that. And the memes that have been going on with that has been phenomenal. There was one where it had the uh, Super Bowl was uh, the Arizona player, and it had DK as Dallas Cowboys running the opposite way. Go figures. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a great game. It's great to watch. Uh, I actually think that this game sets Cardinals ahead of uh, – of a couple of the teams in the West. I have them at number two finishing the year now. I do still think Seattle will be number one in the conference or in the division this year with uh, Cardinals making a stamp and saying, hey, we're here to play now. Uh, Hopkins being on that team is phenomenal. When you need to actually throw it to someone else, you have Larry Fitzgerald. How amazing is that? And like I said on our uh, other broadcast we were doing, with Drake being hurt now, I actually think that's going to open up their running game more with – Edmonds in the backfield now. Um, he's, I think he had like seven of seven catches last week in this game. So I don't know if they'll try to move him more to a running back only and then have bring in one of their third strings as a catcher or a, a passing down or a passing back or what. But it, I hope that they just say Edmonds is our bell cow and I would be set in my fantasy leagues, I think. So it was just a great game to watch. And, and definitely, you know, uh, I do want to, you know, reference your sliding uh, comment. You know, there is a free agent currently in the NFL that has a better slide. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. Christian, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, man. You are the most multi-talented athlete ever. You're like, you know, uh, you're, you're like Bo Jackson and, and Deion Sanders. You can just, you just do it all, I man. would have Football. 400 yards in this league this day and age. And 60 home runs. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, God, Alex, you pissed me off so fucking much. I just want to say, Isaiah freaking Simmons, man, what a play! I almost limited about snaps, him. limited snaps, was, and he made that. I was so high on him coming into the draft. He can play everything on the defense. Um, that play was beautiful. It was it was a fake. I don't think there's too many linebacker safety hybrids who make that play. He was like one step out of position two and kind of made up for it with that interception. So shots out to him. Shots out to, uh, I think Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals. That is the perfect situation for, in my opinion, you have an offensive minded head coach. You have a DC who used to be a head coach that is all about the defense. Um, that's my perfect formula for winning. I love the Cardinals. Um, some of their pass rush is starting to improve a little bit. Um, Isaiah Simmons played five snaps. LOL. I mean, he made more of an impact than Stephon Gilmore did in those five snaps. So that's all I got to say to you, Corey. Um, but yeah, Cardinals look really good. Five team parlay busted uh, by the Seahawks. Um, hey, he's a better first round pick than Nikhil Harry, isn't he? Um, but, you know, really, really like where the team is going for the Cardinals. Really like where the team is going um, for <laughs> for the, the Seahawks in general. Yeah, that DK Metcalf holding call lost me in my dynasty league. Um as well, I love the fact you're showing that play. Let Corey know that he is a certified baller. Played five snaps, but hey, he made the most of it. The proof is in the pudding, my man. Like you can't say much more than that. Um, I think the Seahawks will be great. I think the Rams are actually going to be better than uh, the Cardinals. Potentially, you know, I think the Rams are the playoff team as well in that division. I know I'm wearing the jersey, but I honestly think that I think the defensive line is probably too much for Kyler Murray over the long term down the stretch during the season. I think the Rams are going to be the team that's a little more consistent and makes it to the playoffs. But I think the Cardinals are up next, man. I think the Super Bowl window starts next year. Hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, next game, Monday Night Football. It's a it's it's a good one here. It's for the Ramley Rams, 
Bears, 24-10 victory. Uh, what can I say? I mean, uh, I, I definitely didn't expect um, it to be a complete and total, um, you know, basically shutout for what it was. But it was an, a very impressive victory here by the Rams, just business as usual. I don't think it's anything, uh, you know, out of the ordinary. I think it was uh, very impressive. And also huge shout-out to Corey for reminding me about uh, putting highlights on while we're talking about it. So, uh Sorry that it's at the end of the stream. Corey, I'll do better the same way that um, – Well, I was going to say, this is pretty dope. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Sorry I just remembered about this. I'm so sorry. But this will be the, the new norm. Christian, you'll you'll help me out with this. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. But um, for the Bears, I mean, it's so concerning. You know, you, you get this record. You're fighting for a division uh, with the Packers. You know, you're in that conversation. And you just can't score any points. And you have Allen Robinson, who now might miss this next week due to concussion protocol. Uh, Jimmy Graham is the Jimmy Graham, you know, that he's been after the Saints. It's just, you know, he's he's gotten a little bit more involved, but this 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 offense is just abysmal. It's just terrible. And I mean, I d- want to give credit to the Rams' defense. I definitely think they stifled them uh, with that pass rush. But yeah, Cordarrelle Patterson shouldn't be your uh, number two option in the run game. Uh, but Christian, what are your thoughts on this game? I loved it, man. I thought we showed all of the grit all of the Sean McVay getting Khalil Mack completely uninvolved in the play. You'll see that play action pass here in a little bit where he completely freezes Khalil Mack, doesn't even take a blocker, just by scheme gets him out of the play. That's what I love to see out of Sean McVay. As I said before, Jared Goff is the dry hand job of quarterbacks in the NFL. We're going to have to continue to play around him every which way possible, screens, jet sweeps, um, rollouts, whatever. However you put makeup on that pig, we need to get her to show and we need to win us a Super Bowl. And it's not going to be under the, the, the gun-slinging prowls of Jared Goff. It's going to be you know time of possession, having the best cornerback and the best defensive tackle in the NFL, and just winning that way. So very happy with my Rams. I know we were the team that exposed the Bears as the true posers. People were saying the winner or loser of this game would be the poser in that division. I'm just very happy the Rams not only won but covered the spread and really just showed why they are in my opinion, one of the sleeper teams, just like the Raiders, you can't get them, can't count them out any given week because they have enough talent around the field to give you problems and really shut you down. Um, Rams coming off a lull in the past two weeks, playing the Niners and the Giants didn't look impressive in either of those games, um, but looked really good to, uh, in this game. But it's going to take Sean McVay getting Jared Goff out of the pocket, getting all three running backs, Brown, Henderson, and Cam Akers involved. But I love it. I love our team. I'm super excited to see where we're going going forward. Um, and yeah, Jalen Ramsey's a way better cornerback than Stephon Gilmore. If you're still here, Corey. <laughs> Michael. I do like the Rams team. I can't lie. I watched them a couple weeks ago uh, when I was actually off. I think it was a Monday night. Uh, I took my father actually boar hunting, and it was what we watched in the uh, the night in the, the big cabin that we stayed in. And I was very impressed with them. I can't even remember who they were playing, but golf really looked wonderful back there. Uh, he made some awesome throws, deep balls, too. I think this is a team that is very close to being a true contender. I mean, they're a contender now, but, I mean, making some noise playoffs, making a push, I think they're probably one year away, and this is just more of getting a veteran set, basically. Uh, Goff is still young. He's been there quite a while, but, uh, I mean, the running backs, they, I feel like they like the committee, but they still haven't had that main back that will step up and say, this is my team, that I'm going to be the dominant runner, which is fine because uh, I'm trying to – my phone went away here. But it didn't go away. It went black. Uh, let's see here. Sorry about this. I have Malcolm Brown on my team. He He's really looking good in the backfield. Don't they have a rookie running back? 
Cam Akers. Cam Akers out of Florida State. Okay. And he's been banged up in question. That's, that's what other little linger. So that's what I think. I, I think Akers next year will definitely have much more uh, of a role in this offense, and I think it's going to help quite a bit on that. I, main backs are dead. Corey, you come up. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't question Corey. He's got the facts. But uh, <laughs> I just think the Rams are a, a team that's definitely going to be set for a while, too, in the future. Uh, the Bears – I mean, even we heard – I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but Foles actually have been uh, on tape saying that he is hearing some of the plays being called and he knows he either doesn't have enough time to get the play executed and and ran or even he knows that the plays are not going to go and he still has to run them. When your starting quarterback, who's supposed to be your franchise player, is saying that about Nagy as your head coach, that's quite scary, I think, in my eyes. So – who knows what this Bears team is going to do? Obviously, they can't go back with Trubisky because you actually started paying foals for this role, and that's why you didn't start in the beginning of the year. So you could say as you were right in this. But 28 of 40 for 216 at one yards, two interceptions, four sacks. Uh, well, they may throw tight windows, but also those windows are getting hit by the wall too and getting interceptions. But let's just <laughs> say, I mean, this team is – and it's the same team from last year. It's a good team. The Browns, the, the Browns, I did it again. The Bears are a good team. Don't get me wrong, but you got Montgomery only rushing fourteen times, and your second guy, like we said, a second go Patterson should not be a secondary running back. Had three rushing, uh, three rushing attempts. So I mean, you pass for forty yards or forty attempts in a game when you had this problem last year again, and you said Trubisky's passing forty to fifty times a game, and that cannot happen. Well, you still have the same problem going on. You got to either learn from what you're doing or get rid of the coach. That's my opinion on that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree with you there, Michael. See, throwing in tight windows is not a good thing. Did Nagy jump the gun making the quarterback change? I think so. No. I think so because the dude no. was two and zero. I mean, he was playing bad, but he was still winning. When have you ever seen a a player get pulled when they're winning? I mean, Tim Tebow, who I thought played pretty good at quarterback. I mean, yeah, he was questionable on what all he did, but he was winning, and he never got pulled because he was winning. When he started losing, then they pulled him. Yeah, but during that game specifically, they were getting the crud beaten out of them, and then putting in Nick Foles is how they were came back and able were able to salvage that win uh, was because of that change. So in my eyes, it was the perfect timing. In my eyes, Mitchell Trubisky should have been out of there a lot longer. Uh, should have been out there way further ago. So uh they both suck. Who cares? They need a new quarterback. I'm done talking about them. They're both trash. They're just like Jared Stidham, <laughs> your guy. Oh, uh, look, look at Christian taking shots at him. All right, that is it for week seven. Last week, it was a two-way tie for first place in Pick'em. It was myself and Corey at 11-3. and three. Second place, our guest, Matt Skura, at 10-4. and four. And Christian in third, it was going 9-5. and five. Uh, Currently, there's a two-way tie in first place for overall rankings with Christian and myself at 60-29. and 29, And Corey right behind us, 59-30. and 30. I really think the reason that Corey and I caught up this devastatingly is because Christian has worn a foul. Falcons jersey twice and he's acting on brand gotcha or he, he's got the lead for a while and now it's crushed on oh we lose oh i'm back geez. baby i don't care it's not the fourth quarter so i'm not i don't have to be worried i know uh, you have a rams man. jersey on though oh oh is that a little spicy I'm, committed. I'm, not, I'm not like i'm not like other teams when they get bad i, I run tail i'm stay committed he's a steelers fan dude come on I've been a Steelers a, fan for, for days, man. 
I've been days. true to them for days. <laughs> I've had relationships last less than the time I've been a Steelers fan, okay? <laughs> oh, look, you hear that, you hear that, Christian? He's like, DK, he's going to catch you. Oh, nothing. No response. No, because right. no, it, it, it's 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 a fallacy. It's dreaming, <laughs> blasphemy. Let, so is is yeah. Corey at work or something? Just messaging Corey one is at work. Jumping in, he is at work. I wish There's I could be at work. In the classroom and watch an just, hour and forty seven minute stream and continue to comment, which we're glad that you're commenting. But yeah, I'm sure his kids are really enjoying Christian uh, compare uh, Kirk Cousins to a hand job on the streams. It's definitely. On their dry. radar. Dry. Dry. Hand. dry exactly. Hand. Yeah, dry. Gotta add that. Let's get through week eight. Pick up. <laughs> Michael. Michael's going to be joining us for this one. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Thursday Night Football. Corey has the Falcons. I have the Panthers. Michael, you get to go first. Who do you got? I'm going to have the Falcons winning for three quarters and then losing to Carolina in the fourth. Panthers. All right, Christian. Carolina minus two and a half. Lock it in. Falcons can't can't even hold their own water. All right. Next game, Sunday football. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Baltimore Ravens. Corey's got the Ravens. I got my Steelers. God damn it. Whoa, Christian, hey, hey. Oh, I got the Ravens, baby. Going against your team every week. Ravens, better team, better franchise right now. Uh, all right. Michael, who do you got, man? Well, it's going to be a close game, but this defense is going to step up and keep him contained, and they don't know what we're going to expect from Mark Ingram, so I actually hope that DK has a good game because he's on my fantasy too. But the Steelers are going to win by 10 points. Ooh, bold prediction. Love it, love it. Rolodex that. Rolodex that. I will, I will. And put minus 10. That's a hashtag. Rolodex that. That'll be my new – yeah, we'll put that on NFL and rap merch. Uh, next yes. day, we got Indianapolis Colts, Detroit Lions. Corey and I are going with the Colts. Michael, what you got? I'm going Colts, but it makes me nervous. Oh, I'm a little nervous about it too. Christian, what you got? <sighs> Christian had a four-point lead. He would go with the Lions, but I'm taking the conservative approach like you said. Uh, Going to go with the conservative. Colts. Oh, man. Look at Part Christian. of me wants the – Part of me wants the Lions to win, so that way Jacoby Brissett can get in there, but then the Colts take this. All right, next game, we have the Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. Corey and I are both taking the Packers. Christian, who do you got? Cheesehead, baby. Give it to me. Aaron Rodgers. All right. Same. All right. Awesome. Next game, we have the Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots. Corey and I are rolling with the Patriots. Christian, go ahead and uh, announce your pick. Buffalo Bills, baby. They're winning this easy. Don't even get me started. Patriots have caught the COVID. They've caught the midseason rebuild slump. It's over with. Give me the Bills. Give me all the Bills. Michael? Since he's made the non-lotion comment earlier, I'm so scared to agree with him on anything he says for the rest of the show, but I'm going to agree with Christian and go with the Bills. The Bills. All right. All right. Next game, Tennessee Titans, Cincinnati Bengals. Corey and I have the Titans. Michael, who you got? Titans all the way. It's the Bengals still. Uh, their future is looking <laughs> better, but it, it's it's going to be the Titans. Bounce back mm-hmm. win. Christian? Derrick Henry's going to make them the little kitty cats by the end of that game. He's going to run all over them. Easy Titans. All right, next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cleveland Browns. 
Corey's going with the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. Christian, who you got? I'm going to go with the Browns. I just think that they are poised. They sound they they look poised. I don't know if uh, Nick Chubb is back, but I know he's starting to get close to there. Um, I just think the Browns are going to be a little gritty. Baker Mayfield's still on that whole, you know, vicious cycle of playing well. So next game he's going to get jet fuel and actually look like an NFL quarterback. So I think the Browns win this week. All right, Michael, what do you, what do you think? This game. I think the Browns come into this game on cloud nine, super high from their performance against the Bungles. And I think what ends up throwing uh, Baker throws two picks this game and Raiders ends up with the double. Raiders. All right. All right. Next game. I, I told AFC. you earlier, I'm, I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> You're so many things, my friend. I am. Jack of all fans. <laughs> Jack of all Master fans. Of nine. All right. Next game. This is. An offensive onslaught. This is going to be a, a, a an insane AFC showdown. We have an offensive genius on one side. We have another offensive genius on the other. New York Jets, K- Kansas City Chiefs. Who wins this? Corey and I are rolling with the Chiefs. Michael, what do you got? You know, I really think this is going to be a close game. I've I've been trying to wrap my brain around this for quite a while. A part of me wants to go with the, the Jets, but since we're close to Halloween, I know he's going to be seeing a lot of ghosts, and the Chiefs went by at least three touchdowns. Christian? Y'all sitting there listening this to me pick, like, is he real? <laughs> this pick is like getting 100 points on your SAT just for filling in your name correctly. The Chiefs are going to win. It's going to be easy. No need to talk about this any further. Next game, we got the Los Angeles Rams, Miami, Tua Dolphins. Corey and I got the Rams. Christian, who you got? Ramily by a thousand. Needed more numbers on that scoreboard because we're just going to run it up. Bad game for Tua, man. Aaron Donald is going to be in that face all day, baby. Oh, you don't want to work. Not. You don't want. Can that. you do that you don't want one that. more time? Do that one more time. No. I'm Michael. actually – this is going to be my reach game. I, I really like the Rams, but I'm just going to go with the Dolphins for the fact that Tua comes in. We don't have any scouting reports on him. We don't know what to expect. How can you set up a good defense to scheme against that? You can just go by what he did in Bama. Obviously, he's not a college player anymore, so I think this would be the game that he steals from any other game in the year because you just don't know what's going on. But I, I am honest. I'm saying I'm going to be reaching on this. All right. Hey, you – that's how you take those leads in this in this week. That's right. Film. That's right. Next game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos. Corey has the Chargers. I would love, love, love to roll with uh, Locke and the Broncos and make my prophecy correct, but they have given me every reason to not believe in them this year. Give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Michael, what you got? I mean, let's just be honest. It's the Chargers. All right. Yeah, Chargers had too much. Chargers had too much momentum right now. I think they parlay, go back to back wins. All right, and I will answer uh, Connie's question in a second. Next game: New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears. Corey and I are rolling with the Saints. Christian, who you got? I hate the Saints, but I just think that they're better than the Bears right now. Bears are starting to come back to reality. They need to start losing to get draft picks. Start getting out of the shitty quarterback situation they are in. Saints win this week just based off of optics. Michael? You know, on Bleacher Report, they only have them a uh, 4.5 favorite on this. So, I mean, as the Saints on that, I think the Bears' defense will give uh, Breeze just a little bit of trouble. 
Uh, he's not going to be throwing the ball deep. We know that. But, I mean, I can't really say I'm going to go with the Bears, so I have to go with the Saints and just go with the team that's winning right now, even though the Bears are 5-2. and two. And then uh, real quick, uh, Connie's uh, he does have the best uh, guest record. I, I specifically put him on a week that had a lot of easier lines just because I knew he needed the help for his stats. <laughs> but, uh, Michael, do you think you could knock off Connie and get a 13-win uh, uh, week? Uh, well, can I go back on my Dolphins pick? <laughs> no. No, no, man. Live, live and die by that. Live and die by that. Next game, we have the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers. Corey and I are rolling with the Seahawks. Christian, who you got? We're going Seahawks. The Niners have had two pretty hot weeks. They're going to come down to reality. Actually, they have the shooters this year to compete with the Seahawks. And Seahawks are revenge tour. Michael? I would agree with you. Uh, my gut wants to say 49ers just because Seahawks could be on a hangover from their loss against the uh, Cardinals going into overtime with like 14 seconds left. But I still think uh, Russell Wilson rallies the troop, leads him like he should, and it shows how why he is a MVP. Next game, we have an insane Sunday night football matchup. Two teams out of an, a conference that is in a four-way battle for first place. We have the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Sunday night football. Corey and I are rolling with the Eagles. Michael, what do you got? I, I mean, really, I don't think the Cowboys win another game. I'm just going to go that deep with it because it's not just that they're not good. It's it's so internal on this that it's it's ridiculous. I mean, Cowboys lose from here on out. That's my Rolodex. So, Eagles. Eagles. Christian? I think the word you're looking for, Michael, is awful. The Cowboys are effing <laughs> awful. They can't win. They can't even win best uniforms in their division. Awful. They're going to lose. Give me the Eagles, a team that actually wants to win this year. All right, this I mean, next, next game, Monday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New York Giants. Now, Tom Brady was on the other team when Sam Darnold saw ghosts. Will Tom Brady see Eli Manning's ghost on the other side of the field and blow this game? Corey and I do not think so. Christian, who you got? Give me Tampa Bray. Tampa Brady. He's going to win this game. The Giants are awful. Like I said, every team in that Cowboys division is awful, but at least the Eagles act like they want to win some games. Give me Tampa Brady all the way. All right. And uh, I apologize, Connie. I, I, I don't mean to say your team name wrong, the Tampa Bay uh, Brady. Sorry about that. Michael, who you got? I agree. Uh, even just last week, Giants having so many costly penalties. It's just a mental lapse on their game. They're just not focused. This is just a team waiting to lose. Uh, Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay is just going to pick them apart. Uh, I don't think AB is ready for this game, right? He'll be there for next game. Next week. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, even who cares? You're playing the Giants. You don't need him anyways. My team, he says. I thought he was a uh, Patriots fan, or is he just a? Tom he Baker? is. I yeah. just, I just, I just joke on him because he is a big Brady fan. So I just, cl- I joke that he is a. He's Buccaneer every team fan, fan and he, psh, what a horrible. Yeah, fan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does that? You know, right? Uh, Steeler, Steeler Nation, right? Steeler Nation. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, the Steeler Nation is accepting fan requests. They need to fill the seats when COVID is done and everything comes back. So please go to Alex's Twitter. And sign up to be a fan. Cowboys fans, Falcons fans, you guys are welcome uh, because they Christian, are recruiting. 
Christian. They accepted me with open arms and a loving hug. We were masked up with gloves. It's okay, but it was so very were comforting. Christian, well, I mean, when you, you go are- from an 0-5 to a 5-0, and it's very nice. Christian, you, your team is so lucky that there is a quarantine right now because there's no way in hell people are filling the seats even with the team being uh, as competitive as they are. But we'll see when the – when the, the, the uh, Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> you, you, you seen that stadium? You've seen that stadium? You've you seen it, right? It makes you, see you the one before? Did you see the one before when there was more of every other fan in there besides the Rams fans? So, so you're talking about the Chargers, first of all, the Rams. The Rams had a great following. You put in USC Stadium – I went to a couple games. I have we played against the 49ers, and 49ers were like the LA's team a couple years ago, and it was 80% Rams fans. So fake news by that Alex. Eagles game. That the Eagles stadium. game looked uh, looked very green. It was a sea of green that day. Our stadium's mm. worth more than your entire franchise. So I don't want to talk broke broke boy no mm. more. Like, you know, I'm gonna go back through this since we're kind of on the subject. Y'all were talking about the uh the uh chargers and not being able to uh have anyone into the stadium. And then, of course, we got the uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco, Las Vegas Raiders now. Did you all know that the Raiders or Las Vegas has less population than Lexington, Kentucky has? But yet they have a pro football team and hockey team now. So well, that's I just – I think that go goes more with their um, – Tourism. Their, yeah, the tourism because yeah. th- there's always going to be people s- jumping in there. Yeah, no, that is crazy to think that. Vegas does house less than Lexington, Kentucky. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Go ahead and, you know, um, you know, do your promo, shout out anything you want to shout out. Give them your Twitters. I only have one, but thanks. Um, do you have Steeler Nation 1,000? Well, that was kind of my, my hidden Bur- one. I wasn't sure. Oh, your burner. Oh, yeah, you just – you just burned my burner. Thanks, man. But anyways, yeah, guys, uh, if you've all stayed on here with us for this whole two hours, thank you. You're a dedicated fans. Uh, check me out on Twitter, MDLawson00. Also on Instagram, MDLawson00. I do a lot of sportscaster as well. Get on there. It's MDLawson00. USN, all of us, that is Unwrapped Sport Network. We all have that to end. Go check yourself out. And also, we've got a newly, I won't say new show, but a reinforce, a Shot of uh, reboot, a shot of five hour energy drink of our backstop banner that we should be going live tomorrow, Thursday at nine o'clock. I think is what we're going to shoot for. It may end up being a little bit later uh, as scheduling goes on, maybe like at 10 o'clock. But come check us out. I think we're going to be talking about World Series. Is there an asterisk with this team? The bubble work. I'm just saying, this is what we're going to talk about. This is just what we're going to talk about. Uh, did the bubble work? What moves may be going on in the free agency? Will my Reds sign Trevor back or not? But, yeah, come check us out. I think we're going to go on 9 o'clock tomorrow, uh, Eastern time, that is. I've got to remember to say that because, y'all, it's this weird L.A. time. So, yeah, come check us out. Uh, Connie says her yes. you have a great co-host. Since he's in here, Connie is going to be the co-host with me. Um we haven't got anything too lined out yet of what we want to do with it, but we've been talking all day about this. Really excited about it. I've been telling my family, hey, I've got my own show now. Let's go. So it's going to be fun. Connie is probably oh, right. one of the great guys to do this with because he's a very dedicated person at it, and I'm really excited about having him. Yeah, you know, you know, Connie is the hostess with the most hair follicles on his face that aren't being used. Christian, go ahead and mm. promo your things. Bam. Got nothing to promo. Look at all the USN. Go on Sportscaster. Go on Twitter. If you like real estate investing, you can go over to my website at www.scalpads.com. If you're tired of the market volatility, 
hit me up. I can get everything solved for you. You're done with politicians. You're done with red and green. I got you because I got the money. We're printing it. 2021. Just, just keep going. Just keep giving it to Alex. Alex is already on board. He's sipping the Kool-Aid. Just hit me up. I wish I had Kool-Aid in front of me to sip on it right now on the screen. Alex has the most bags under I per capita. Well, that's why you keep on trying to gold dig out of me, Connie, because I have those bags under my eyes. Uh, real quick for me, follow me on uh, Twitter, underscore Alex Valdez. Look out for my player props. I was not consistent the last two weeks because, uh, as Christian and everyone knows last about the, the last two months of my six-day-hour work week. So uh, first week back went – He's got to laugh, people. Uh, oh, I wish people knew the joke. Um yeah. I went 18 and 13 on my uh, player props this past week. So nice little uh, margin of victory there. Uh, definitely check out my locks of the week and bets unwrapped. Go, go follow on Twitter at the reverse unwrapped bets and check out our show, which may be pushed to Saturday, but I'll got to talk to Corey about that. If he's still in here, text me. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you. Thank you to the both of you for the show. This one was a long one, but it was a, it was a good one. I, I really appreciate you, Michael, jumping on here. I know. Uh, I, I hope uh, we didn't wake up your kids with our uh, rambunctiousness and Christian's oh, no. uh, red face. <laughs> We're good. We're good. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on here. Have me on again. Love to do it. Uh, appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.